the Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. The biggest ships for the biggest battles. Now, in the sleek X-Wing fighter as rebel hero Luke Skywalker, you experience the real movie sounds of space flight. Your mission free Han Solo from the clutches of Darth Vader and bounty hunter Boba Fett. Now, you have Imperial Scout Troopers on their speeder bikes. And massive Scout Walkers to deal with. Are the X-Wing's laser cannons enough to free Han Solo? Now, you have the power. The Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. Figures in decals each sold separately from Kenner. Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys. My name's Jason. You're listening to episode number 105. Joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, the OTE curmudgeon, Tom Burgess. Hello, Tom. What's up, jerk haters? <laughs> wow. Are we sure jerk we want haters. him on here? I wanted to get in front of that. I wanted to get Oh, man. Yeah. Right Jeez, <laughs> Tom. Uh, Welcome back, Tom. Hi. I can see the comments now. Why is this guy on the show? Yeah, what's exactly. The... That's why I'll. That's why I said that. I wanted to get out in front of it. I always get Tom with you. I always get the same messages. Like I get emails. It's either I only want to hear the shows that Tom are on, or I skip the shows that Tom are on. It's like we can't win. People either want you on or they don't. There's like no middle ground. Well, here's the thing. For all the people that don't want me on, I don't want you listening. How about wow. that? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> someone's going to create... I'm myself, but I don't bot. want you listening. Someone's going to create a bot that just blocks out Tom's voice, and then you can hear the rest of us. Right. But at the <laughs> same time, there's people that won't listen to it unless Tom's yes. on it. So maybe I, we should just true. create an AI with all of like Tom's clips of the past. I have considered that actually. You know, I've <laughs> considered that. I've considered reconstructing all your voices actually, and I can do the show by myself. On my oh, there you oh, go. I, I love Bendems. I love Bendems. <laughs> I think I've got that on a show when we did collecting Cosmos or something. I got that clip. Yeah, I bet you. Prequels do. are the best. <laughs> My name is Tom Burgess. Speaking of Bendoms, from Bendoms to the Black Series, Vintage to Modern, Mr. Bizey on YouTube. He collects them all. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, it's good to be here, even if Tom's going to insult us before we say anything. Yes, it is. Nice. Hey, you started it. From This Week in Star Wars, the original... Matt Fox, hello Matt. Hey everybody, glad to be back talking Power of the Force 2, eventually. Eventually. Emperor Royal Guard, Emperor's Royal Guard collector extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead, hello Chris. Hey, thanks for having me back, Uh, it's it's been a while, I've missed a couple episodes I think, but it's good to have that uh, Royal Guard perspective back here. I think we made fun of it last show because, like, all this Return of the Jedi 30th stuff, or, four, oh my god, 40th stuff, 
And I don't think there's any sign of a royal guard coming. Oh, up. no, they're completely... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, 20th is coming up soon. Right? In a couple years. <laughs> three years, maybe. What is it, three years? Yeah, yeah, three years. Yeah, you can get your 20th anniversary of the Emperor's Royal Guard from that. Chris, I gotta ask you. What uh, r- remind me was was the Emperor's Royal Guard in the first wave of the Return of the Jedi figures? I believe so, because I so I remember going to the theater to watch it, and then it would have been probably about the first week or so. Mm-hmm. And then my parents took me to, to uh, Toys R Us and let me pick out two figures, and I picked up Jedi Luke and the Emperor's Royal Guard. Ah, okay. So it must have been. If it wasn't the first wave, it was at worst the second. No, it was definitely first wave. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, that wouldn't happen these days. It would have been too secretive. You wouldn't have seen that figure for another two years. It would have been 1985 after the line's canceled. <laughs> they would force it into the Ewoks line. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't have to pay for a Royal Guard on an Ewoks card back. Right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Also joining us, last but not least, from from ForlomToZuckus.com, Jake Stevens. Hello, Jake. Hello. Episode 105, you say, huh? Yeah, there's a couple couple lost ones hanging out still, but... Um, Yeah, I know. But uh, perhaps we should uh, label this episode 105.01 or .00 or .002. Yeah, cl- with a closed hand. With closed hand. <laughs> half circle, 105, half circle, closed hand, .01 yeah. card. Right. Stickered card back. Okay, that's everyone. Let's start the show like always. What have you picked up recently, Tom? Oh, I got one of those Stan Solo Fantas. Those are so great. You told us this, you told us that last time. No, it actually showed up. Oh, I, okay. Oh, cool. Well, you like yeah, it? Yeah, I was. No, it's it's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, he just, a, it looks so, great. Such a great. And uh, just uh, last week, I got one of his um, Marion Ravenwoods from the indie line. Oh, that's cool. That he did. He That's did cool. a run of those too. Uh, those are, those look pretty. Those do look pretty. I yeah. uh, I only want one for the stand. That's the only thing I have lost. From uh, well, that's the thing. The stand didn't come with it. Oh come on! That's what I, I know. need. I still remember bad. seeing all those figures. Uh, when I was, I think, in, I want to say third grade, and thinking, nah. I know. I don't want me these. Too. It was like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, I'll take in Adat Commander instead. <laughs> I don't remember ever seeing the Indiana Jones figures as a kid, honestly. Nope. Really? Nope, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Wow. I remember the uh, indie, indie toys, and I also remember the Temple of Doom ones, too. Those well, were, those were in the those, store not the, very the, long. The, the, did LJN make those? Yeah, I think yeah, so. LJN made them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those were big turds. Yeah. Ah, I, the Bull Rom's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I I wish I would have picked I I agree they're definitely inferior to the Kenner, but I wish I would have picked them up or asked for them. Because think of all the, the common, world. like all the com- super common, like Star Wars figures I got instead. That around that time, could have got. I probably picked up my entire Indiana Jones collection in the nineties for maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars when all was said and done. So yeah, did you get it all car- carded or loose? No, loose. I do have a couple carded, but um, I have a full loose set, not complete, but. Uh, I even have a few boxes for some, like the, uh, in fact, the map room, I think I got that sealed boxed. I opened it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. like, Belloc and the ceremonial robes, it came as a mailer. I got that sealed oh, right. and opened it. Yeah. It's like, this stuff was so cheap back in the 90s to buy. It was really easy. But was it like, is it the Arabian horse that was like the real expensive one? Yeah, it still is. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't expensive when I got it, but yeah. I'm missing the horse, the convoy truck. And I think two figures. Mm. And uh, otherwise, I had everything as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I have never gone back and filled in the holes. I don't know why, but now it's Because exp- like, it's expensive, that's well, why. I just never, you know, it just seems like, you know, there was a point. There was a point where, you know, like Ryan and I collect a lot of different stuff, right? And And so you just kind of focus on one thing for a while and by the time you get back to something or you're like you know what i'm gonna complete my clash of the titans and then you see that you missed the boat on the kraken or you missed the boat on this you know there's things that that spike in different lines and it's like dang it i should have got that when i was thinking about it but i was focusing on something else so Lin- uh, lynn at toy stable had a kraken oh forever up, up yeah the- i'm sure about it rest oh, well. in peace toy stable they're moving mm. Are they like totally dug gone now? They're they're no, totally they're moving gone. to Ellensburg. Oh jeez. So Toy Stable's gonna be Toy Stable just in Ellensburg. Yes. Okay. Well, that sucks. Well, good for him though. Yeah. Good luck in Ellensburg. <laughs> Ryan, what have you picked up recently? You know, it hasn't been near as bad as last month, where it was like everything came in. It was just crazy. But I did recently get the. Um, the Trapper Wolf Dave Filoni uh, Black Series helmet, um, the full-scale X-Wing helmet. Um, I got the Bo-Katan helmet as well recently. And then I've been picking up these Micro Galaxy Squadron things. I keep wanting to not buy them, and I keep finding cool ones. Like, I just got the spaceship formerly known as Slave One and um, the ITT and stuff like that. And that, um, I guess they call it the Navarro Stormtrooper for the Vintage Collection. Uh, which is the deluxe one from Walmart, comes with the E-Web. That showed up. And I ordered the Bad Batch Cad Bane through Amazon UK, uh, the Black Series one, and that showed up last week. I think that's pretty much everything recently. Oh, there's the Andor droid from, um, from Disney. There was a couple other Disney droids that showed up. And then the uh, everybody's favorite, uh, Black Chrysanthemum, uh, <laughs> he showed up. And uh, everybody who dogged on that figure and said it's crap and they shouldn't buy it, you were probably right. It's a pretty crappy figure. <laughs> Hopefully they do another one based on the show. Well, they are. They're they're going to they do it. They said that, right? Yeah, in the pipeline, they said it's in the yeah, pipeline. Yeah, they had a pipeline, yeah. Th- this one looks like it's like Black Chrysanthemum's like, teenage son wearing his clothes or something. Like, the armor looks too big on him. It just does not look right. It's it's not a good figure. Yeah, lazy. All right. Matt, what you, what have you picked up recently? And unmute yourself now. 
details. I told you I'm really tired. Uh, <laughs> I got basically the uh, the same stuff uh, Ryan got as far as the uh, Cad Bane and the uh, E Web Trooper and all that. Um, let's see what else. The uh, latest, well, for me obviously, the latest Vintage Wave, uh, which is the uh, Clone Trooper Jesse, the Mandalorian in the uh, Juggernaut outfit, like the the um, whatever they call that, um, the Morak Morak version, um, uh, with and then the the Mandalorian with the uh, the Super Commando with the uh, and then the the one with the Darth Maul horns on his helmet and the Death Watch Trooper and the Ahsoka Trooper uh, and the Cantina Band guy. So How did you get that wave already? Where did you get I it I got from? it from Entertainment Earth. Well, why didn't I get mine? Earth. Why haven't they shipped me mine? I don't... I have no idea. It took like two weeks to arrive also. Okay, I'm, well, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out. I'm kind of bummed out now. I didn't realize you got that from Entertainment Earth because I've got one on order from them, and I don't think I've seen anything. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, whatever. Yeah, I got my. They're nice. I got my two from cool. Amazon. I might have to move my business to Big Bad Toys or something. I'm just kidding. So, so you can wait forever and then we'll cancel it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I like Entertainment uh, Earth for the most part. I'm just, I'm just uh, jealous that Matt got his. I first. like it because their shipping takes forever yeah. like, to get to the East Coast. Maybe if you go over there on the West Coast, it's much better. Oh, it's super fast uh, over here on the West Coast. It's, it usually yeah, comes like yeah. in a couple days. Yeah. Really? Not here. Oh, it's at least a week for me. Oh, it's but usually see, like, like three days on mine. Ryan, you live in the middle of nowhere. How do you get your stuff? Yeah. Uh, so what else? Uh, two lightsabers, I guess. The Darth Vader and the uh, Leia Black Series lightsabers. How's um, that Darth Vader lightsaber? Like, what makes it special over the other ones? Well, it's nothing. Uh, I mean, it's nicer. <laughs> it's it's heavier and better than the Disney one. You know, like I, I, most of the Hasbro the ones old, are. I have the old FX that, one from 2005, and I'm trying to figure out. So do I. Well, this one of the blade comes out. That's the difference oh. between the old FX one that I have also. Okay. You know, and it's just the detail's a little better on it. But okay. if you're happy with the one you've got, and the blade is obviously much brighter. and Okay. You know, they've added all that trickeration where it, you know, you know, looks like it's deflecting laser bolts and whatnot. Um, play with it, yeah. Yeah, for the people who actually play with the role-play toys. Um, so I think that's pretty much about it. It seems like so much stuff is arriving and arriving and arriving, but, um, I think that's pretty much it since the, you know, the last time was the, the, the big, the big dump at Target. So there you go. Chris, what about you? What have you picked up recently? Oh, it's been a pretty slow month other than I did get a, uh, a prototype of a, uh, Saga 2, not Saga 2, Saga. I like the 2001, 2002 Royal Guard that was on Deal or No Deal. So it's a like a first shot with it's got gray and red uh, pieces, so it's not a production piece. So that's really cool to finally get my hands on one of those. Um, one of our local Sarlacc folks grabbed me a uh, Royal Guard keychain um, thing that some. 
person's been making. So he picked up a whole bunch of these and happened to grab an Royal Guard for me. Um, trying to look at my sheet, and I don't think <laughs> it's been really slow since like all the figures were coming in. Uh, I got some of the Dark Times uh, Vader's, the Vintage Collection one, and the uh, the Retro one. But it's been really kind of ever since that I haven't seen anything, and that came in I guess early mid August. Um, I also grabbed the Imperial Shuttle Lego set. So I wanted to have something for my Royal Guards to hang out around on, on the display, and I thought that shuttle would look really nice. So, Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Jake, what have you picked up recently? Oh, well, you know, a lot of people, I mean, other than Chris, has been talking about the uh, six-inch figures that have come in, and so since I'm kind of dialed back pretty hard, on those, um, in the last couple of weeks, it's not been very good. I mean, it's been a little bit of a desert uh, right now compared to that shipping onslaught that happened, what was it, July and early August, where yeah, like yeah. hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of dollars all shipped at once worth of pre-sales from the last six to 12 months. Um, I did get the uh, Maldalorian... Um, I got my Cantina band members, but I swear I ordered three. I gotta find out uh, where my third one is, cause I only got two. I must have ordered it somewhere else. Um, yeah, those two came in. The problem with the things that have been coming in is they've been going right in a box. Because we, uh, the, our kitchen, uh, gets demoed on Tuesday, I believe. And then our basement is to follow, and you know the collections in the basement. So, it you know it's going to be worth it in the long run. But having to box up your collection, you don't want to be opening more loose stuff. And so a lot of the stuff I've been getting has just been going in a box for a you know opening uh, down the road. So um, Hasbro sent me a choose the dark side or light side, choose your destiny box. So that was kind of cool. Um, it was mostly lightsaber, role-play lightsabers, all that new buildable kid-friendly line, you know, the lightsaber forge that they currently have. Um, but they did throw in the Princess Leia, uh, Force Effects lightsaber, so that was very, very cool. And they, uh, they sent a couple Mission Fleet figures, so there was no TBS, there was no TVC, which of course was the most desired, but, um, yeah, I have the new mission fleet now. I got the Dark Trooper and uh, Mando on his little, uh, not E-Web, but that cannon that he uses in the first episode or two to take out, to rescue baby Yoda. Um, so Star Wars has actually been pretty slow. Oh, I did get the droids from um, uh, from Disney Parks. So we had the Halloween droid went up. The Halloween droid uh, four-pack went up. Um, the Andor droid I missed because that thing's been selling out pretty uh, pretty consistently, but I have a friend who picked one up for me, and I got that in the mail. Um, and I got – I can't remember if I had it by the time we were talking last show, but I got the hotel droid, uh, the, the Star uh, Cruiser, the – my gosh, what is it called? Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon? right? The Halcyon? Yeah, Halcyon. Yeah. yeah, the the exclusive droid to that. 
Um, and right now, all weekend, I've been trying to figure out if I'm going to pay 50 bucks for a uh, for a D23 droid because that's the going rate right now on eBay. I'm going to kind of let the weekend end so more people will get home and maybe throw their wares up on. Um, the rumor is also it's supposed to go up online, so I'm kind of debating whether pulling the trigger or being patient for a week or so and see if all the extras get posted. So, um, But one of the cool things that I got is uh, there is a guy out there making uh, coasters, and he makes them uh, look like uh, alcohol brands, and he's got an Alec Guinness and a James Arnold Taylor and a Ewan McGregor uh, coaster set. So those showed up this week as well, and they're very, very cool, very well done. All right. I finally got the um, the six pack of retro figures, uh, Star Wars, A New Hope retro figures. Did you pre-order it? I got it from Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, Those are from cool. your pre-order. Yeah, and that's it's just a re-release of the same figures that they put out in 2019. Correct. With a vintage. But you get them all in a cool box. A cool box, and here's Correct. the thing. At first, I was like, did I make a mistake by rebuying these? I mean, do I really need another set? But the card bags are far superior to the ones that Target was selling in 2019. Far superior. So they got the thicker card back? Yep, thicker card pack, unpunched. And to top that off, that ugly retro sticker, if you just do it slowly, it peels off much easier, much easier than the initial assortment. So I took all my retro stickers off and they look great awesome yeah so i hope that's how it's going to be going forward for all of them because i noticed the uh the new um the most recent wave of retro figures i think it's it was it the mandalorian wave those stickers Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or, yeah Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. those stickers peel off quite easily too so they've i think they've changed whatever sticky stuff they were using so i, I hope that stays like that because i don't like that sticker um, I also got, oh my gosh, the Dark Times, the Vintage Collection Darth Vader figure is incredible. It, that thing is awesome. I, yeah. I always think, oh. oh, another Darth Vader, I already have 5,000 Darth Vaders. Well, you need this Darth Vader. If you only buy one figure this year, buy that Darth Vader. It is incredible. I can't, like, stop playing with it. Like, it, <laughs> I, I hope they put that kind of detail into, you know, I'd really like to see them look at a, a New Hope Luke Skywalker again and do something just as good for him. The, the Vader's incredible, though. I, I, You wouldn't think they could make a better Vader since they've made so many, but they did. They did. And then all of that Target stuff that got canceled on me, I think I've found finally at the store, you know. I think I found everything except I still don't have the uh, six-inch um, droids Boba Fett. I don't know if anyone's found that yet. That's supposed no. to be October second. Okay, so that's 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 the one I'm still missing then. So hopefully that does appear. I had in that store. canceled too. Yeah, tar- can- they canceled that, but it's it's popped up a couple more times, so I was able to reorder it. So just oh, you know, I've given up. I've, I've 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 just I, I can't even pre-order anything from Target anymore. I'm so disgusted at what happened to all my pre-orders. I I can't even. I I, I might as well just take the app off my phone. 
Argus <laughs> have some issues with that, yeah. I yeah, that. I, 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 I am really disgusted at how many pre-orders got canceled um, by Target. Yeah, yeah. without warning. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting mm-hmm. for Axe Wolves to finally show up in stores, because that one was canceled on me. Yeah. Um, and and then, that one does not show back up. <laughs> no. And so, and then also the six inch um, Cantina members, I was only going to get one. Mm. But I got the deluxe one, I think from Hasbro Pulse. And then I keep seeing them in the stores. So I think I'm up to four now. I was actually just, I actually just wanted to get one. I, but I think I'm going to build the whole band because they do look nice. They do. I put together the whole band. It's Is pretty it nice. Se- it's seven, right? Well, it's six different instruments, so you can yeah. do a seventh one with two, like, clue horns or whatever. Right. But, yeah. So if you get one deluxe and, let's say, you get five or six of the regulars, you can pretty much set the whole thing up, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I I did grab a couple of the, what is it, the micro... Micro Galaxy Squadron. Micro Galaxy Squadron from Jazzwares. Those are showing up everywhere where around where I live. All stores seem to have them now. And uh, I kind of don't want to collect that line because it's so similar to Action Fleet. And I have all that, almost all the Action Fleet. But I bought a couple out of Curiosity, and they're really nice. I got the uh, the, I, the ITT and the Slave One. Oh, they're just beautiful. And then I bought a couple of those blind packs just out of Curiosity. And those are terrible like crap like there's hardly any paint on them and they just don't seem up to the quality of the uh the the boxed uh the the standard releases so i'm not well gonna... the figures barely, really don't fit on the bikes and stuff yeah like so. so i think i'm gonna i'm kind of glad because i hate i hate the concept of blind boxes but i picked up two and i think i got the atrt it, it just like there's like no paint app on it it just doesn't even really it doesn't even look like it goes with the other stuff the it's just the quality is for it's like 6.99 at the store i think and not worth it so that's good actually cuz i don't want to collect those i'm glad i, I think they i really do think they built that subline the, mm-hmm. the blind box mm-hmm. on the premise the gimmick of the blind box yeah you know? and some people are I into see that. people buying cases of those you know and yeah like i think you know just buy a buy a case of it take it to the dentist with you next time you go and have them x-ray it pick out the ones you want and take the others black <laughs> take the others back <laughs> <That's> <laughs> genius. um Apparently, Jason has a dentist that likes to x-ray his toys for him. No, I've seen people post. I, I didn't come up with that idea. I, you know, back in oh, the okay. day on Rebel Scum, the Rebel Scum forums, people would take, like, their, uh, you know, it's that, what is it, that uh, that Sears Cantina? Some of those Sears Cantinas are packed with um, the standard Snaggletooth, not the blue one, right? And there's no way to know unless you open it. So, mm-hmm. so... So I saw in Rebel Scum, this was probably 15 years ago, somebody was, you know, took theirs to the dentist or something and had them x-ray it just to verify what Snaggletooth was in there. I never realized it was the dentist. I remember that whole thing of people x-raying their figures. Well, maybe it was yeah. the dentist. I don't know. It was like, it was like it figures like vet- at the mailers, too. <laughs> yeah, I remember the emperor getting was x-raying that one. Yeah, the mailer boxes. People like to x-ray mail. Mailer boxes. 
Uh, anything else? Let me look around. Next time your wife needs an ultrasound, <laughs> bring a few box, bring a few box uh, mystery boxes with you. I think that's it. We got time for anything else. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, Jake mentioned D twenty three. That happened, and we got some previews. We've got uh, three Star Wars previews. We got uh, a preview to Andor, which uh, the first three episodes come out September twenty first. Um, Tales of the Jedi, which is a animated series, kind of in the stylus, kind of stylized like Clone Wars. Um, there's going to be six episodes. I, I don't know if I heard it right. Are they all getting released on the same day, like October? They are. It was October. Yeah, that's what I got the impression of. Yeah, in October, but, right? October. And they what? are they are continuations or or additional stories to the Clone Wars series. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's going to be three based on Ahsoka, who's not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I guess she was part, I mean, maybe she was with the Jedi. She was a Padawan, but she was, she's not a Jedi, right? So well, they showed, no, well, no. they, well, they showed the one that <laughs> her birth, her, her, yeah. you know, her being found, uh, as a Jedi. Yeah. They showed that one at celebration. So we saw that one. Um, and then, yeah, there's some more stories with her yeah. and there's a story with an inquisitor and right. Yeah. And then there's a, the other one is Count Dooku, yeah. uh, which looks far more interesting to me because we, we don't, we haven't seen a lot of Count Dooku stuff before that took, that took place before the movies. Young Dooku with young yeah, Mace. That yeah. Looks, yeah. And, and Qui-Gon too. Yeah. So that looks good. Maybe. Um, and then yeah, that'll be great. And then we saw, what was the third one? Oh, Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian. season three, which that kind of leaked online about three months ago, I think. Yeah, it was yeah the same I, I have seen I have seen that before. I know I have. Yeah, that was shown to the crowd, but not that. There was two trailers shown to the crowd: one at the showcase on the first day, mm-hmm. and then that version was only shown at the Mando panel. Mm-hmm. And somebody and, somebody uploaded it. Yeah. And right. then, as a side note, also, they showed some footage. I don't know if it was a trailer, but they showed something from the new Indiana Jones movie. That has not been posted on YouTube, and I haven't seen anybody leak it yet. So, No, I haven't seen that. No I title. Seen title. No. no title. Um, I did see Frank Marshall post that uh, Phoebe uh, is Indy's goddaughter. Uh-huh. So... I'm assuming Marcus Brody, right? I mean, yeah, who else, probably. Who else? That would make sense. But IGN has also shown that John Reese davies is in it as Sala. Maybe it's, I did maybe it's Sala's well. daughter. I did oh. hear that as well. Um, Willow, they showed the new trailer for Willow. Uh, who cares? Ah, <laughs> I've never no, seen Willow. I have never seen Willow. That makes dude. That what? makes two of us. That makes three. Of I've us, never seen it, and I don't plan on seeing it. It doesn't yeah, look I good. It does Willow. not look good to me. Is it good? It's how do no. you, a Happy Days fan, not do everything that your casting crew does? Well, that's a Ron Howard flick. I right haven't there. seen any of his. Um, oh God, what are those movies? Uh, the Da Vinci Code movies he made. He made like three what? of those. I never saw those. Oh, I don't follow man. Ron Howard. I follow. I don't think you were missing anything there. Yeah. 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 
So you follow Richie Cunningham. He doesn't follow Rock. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, he follows Henry. I will say Mary and Ross ever did. No. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn Bridge. Anyone remember that show? Okay. Um, that's a deep cut. Um, I will say this about Willow. Red uh, Super Seven are doing some reaction figures for it. Yes. And those look really cool. And. And the first one's exclusive to D23, so Ooh. I am pulling my hair out over here. And are those movie-based figures or, or TV show-based figures? Those are movie-based figures. Okay. They look good. They look great. The cards about look that. great, too. Wow. Oh, uh, they showed uh, our first image of um, the first real image. It was just concept art at Celebration. Uh, the first image of Skeleton Crew, Jude Law's disney plus tv show okay the premise of that does not appeal to me the kids yeah 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 Yeah, it doesn't i don't i don't think that's that does not appeal to me (laughs) well you mean you mean you didn't like the ewok movie come on (laughs) no i didn't yeah no the the idea of kids running around doing stuff i don't know i'm too i'm getting old no Stranger it. Things love over here. I've never there. seen Stranger Things. Oh, wow, Things yeah, you didn't like the Goonies or anything? What's really? <laughs> Stand by me? Come on now. All right, wow. all right. I'll give it a shot. I'll, you know, maybe. You will. I'll You'll watch everything, whether you like it or not. Well, I'm not watching Willow. I will watch. I will uh, watch Skeleton. <laughs> uh, Tom, did you watch any of these trailers? Uh, I watched the Mandalorian a uh-huh. few days ago. It looked really good. Okay. I'm I'm excited for it. Uh-huh. I've been looking I've haphazardly watched the Andor one, but I like Rogue One, so I'll be tuning in for that, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, did anyone other than me go see Rogue One in IMAX last week? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. I was not was a, we had booked a family vacation that weekend and I was not able to I took I took Logan to it too. Yeah, I'm taking I, the uh, family, but it was twenty dollars a pop. <laughs> I'm not hey, spending eighty dollars to see a movie I already own again. I don't blame you there. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Jaws, that was close. Well, the footage from Andor, which was one of the motivations to go see it, was dropped on Disney Plus Day, so yep. it's out there if you want to see it. Did they do anything new? Did they do like a a new fake Princess Leia or anything, or Moff Tarkin or anything? Nope. No. Everything was everything, everything exactly was as same. as we'd watched yeah. it years ago. Yeah, my boy was like, "It looks so bad." I'm like, "I know, just go with it." <laughs> it doesn't look that bad. He he thought. I think, I think it looks good. He so, thinks Tarkin he thinks looks what, great. Leia Tarkin looks bad. Bad. yes. I think I think it's yes. I think it looks fine. Well. Here's the deal. To a, to a new generation, he's only, right, 12, right? He grows up with video games that look that good, right? The video games he plays have characters that look as good as Tarkin does. And here's the thing. Tarkin, I think, reads better on a smaller screen. Now that we've been watching on Disney Plus or on your DVDs or whatever, it reads better. But man, on an IMAX screen, you can kind of, it, it, it's a bit too big to be, (sighs) Well, when we all when we all watched it, mm. you know, we went to mm. see it. It was like, uh, yeah, it's all right. See, I 
I just, Jake, I thought it looked so much better on the iPad. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, see, the Tarkin yeah. stuff. I thought it I, was like, oh. I was like, why do people complain about he, this? Tarkin looks great. They nailed it. And Leia looks off, but we yeah. are, I mean, it still looks not bad. I think it looks okay. Well, it doesn't look Part bad. Part of the problem is our brains know that these characters, actors, are right. Bad. So we, the second yeah. we see them, yeah. I went with a couple people that were not hardcore Star Wars fans. And I asked them what they thought afterwards of Tarkin, other than just being some, you know, generic old British guy. They didn't think much of it. I'm like, you know, that was 100% CGI. Yeah. And they had no idea. When my wife first saw it, she was like, something's up with that guy. Something's a little weird. She couldn't put her finger on it, but she knew there was something off. I had a coworker. Yeah, for 30 years. I had a coworker who was not a definitely, he's our age, but, you know, doesn't, you know, he, he grew up. He didn't. He doesn't follow Star Wars anymore. And, uh, yeah. And, and he, but he went to see Rogue One. He came back today, the next day, and he was like, they even got the old guy back from the original movie. Like, they, he, he did, he just thought they got that guy back. He just didn't really think it through. Like, funny. You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're, our brains automatically know that it's CGI the second you put Tarkin on the screen because we know he's dead. Yeah. So I mean, we our brains are looking for the flaws. Yeah, yeah. Well, like well, like Matt just said, you know, Ryan, your wife said that's something a little off on that guy. Well, yeah, he's been dead for thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's off. Matt, what did you think of the previews? What are you most excited for? Uh, most excited? Well. I guess Mandalorian, just because we know, I know it's good, you know, and the previews look, you know, like, look very promising. I am, I'm really looking forward to Andor because I really like Rogue One. The trailers look good. I like the people who are in it. I like that it it cover a large, you know, it's like you look at, you know, some of the scenes and there's like clone troopers in it. So it happens a long time ago, so to speak. And then there's others where there's, you know, regular imperial. So it's going to cover a lot of territory. I, I want to see that. Um, less excited. I was real excited about Tales of the Jedi when we first learned the name because we thought it was going to be old comic stuff from, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of years before. I'm sort of, I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm excited to see some Dooku stuff. Um, I think he's a character that was never developed enough uh, to understand what was going on there. Maybe they'll explain that a little better. But I'm done with the Clone Wars stuff. I mean, it's just, I saw it and I, when I saw the trailers and I'm mean like, oh my, it's just more episodes of Clone Wars. Um, which I'm sure some you people can't are really be... excited about. Well, yeah, what? you can't be done with the Clone Wars because, I mean, Rebels is just a continuation of the Clone Wars. And yeah, but now Rebels that we is a have... different animation, and I like the animation in Rebels. I don't like the Clone Wars animation, so, and I never did. Oh, Matt, so you are... Whoa, 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 Matt. What? Matt, Matt. What? what? The Clone what? Wars animation is a hundred times better than Rebels. What are you talking no, about? No, it's not. Oh, oh, it's that what? 3D, it's that 3D stuff. No. Oh my. Oh, no. Matt. Matt. Oh no. All right, Matt. Everybody that's that's unforgivable. This, this is unforgivable, Matt. Look <laughs> at what. I say I don't care. Look at Yoda on Rebels, and then look at Yoda on Clone Wars. Oh my. Oh, this. I didn't okay. think. I never thought right. I'd hear anybody say that. 
In in Yoda's defense, Dave Filoni based the Rebels uh, version of Yoda on the, on the Kenner figure. I think he based yeah. it on the Bendham's figure because it looks terrible. My Kenner figure looks better than that. Oh, I'm still trying to block Rebels out of my mind. Ugh. I didn't even finish it. I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't even finish we it. Just, we just got our uh, casting news for uh, Ezra Bridger. So. I couldn't even finish Rebels. I just couldn't get through it. I, it's, I, I did to. say Rebels was a better show than Clone Wars, <laughs> although it is. I said that the animation <laughs> is better than I Clone oh. Wars. That's all. They, uh, yep. Disney slashed the budget on animation for Rebels. Like, oh. okay. The only time Ryan, I've ever watched Rebels is on an airplane. I'm going to someone I've got different. Else to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would rather just sleep on the plane. Ryan, they're, wh- they're going to put that blurb on the DVD box. Tom Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what did you think of the previews? What are you most excited for? Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to Andor, but I mean, the the preview was nice to see some new footage, but it's still most of the same stuff we keep seeing. And I mean, that Disney Plus Day thing was the exact same thing they had in theaters, which was kind of disappointing. Um, I was hoping to get the Indiana Jones trailer. There was lots of rumors that that was going to be released. There was something shown, but yeah, I haven't found anything leaked online. I've been looking, like, trying to find that. Um, What else was... Oh, the Tales of the Jedi. It looks interesting. I couldn't say that, like, in watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I was looking forward to this. I I loved Clone Wars. I loved Rebels, okay? I, I like it all. I'm, I'm good here. But, um, like, nothing there was like, oh, I can't wait. I mean, I'll I'll watch it. I'll probably enjoy the heck out of it. I was kind of like Bad Batch when that hit. I was like, that's Star Wars. I'll watch it. I ended up really enjoying Bad Batch. But um, so that was about it, right? That was, was there anything else? No. I feel like no. Okay. Um, yeah, there was, I was hoping for some other stuff, maybe some previews of, uh, some upcoming stuff that we don't know about or some new announcements, but we really didn't get that. So, um, all in all, like it started off like, oh, this and this, and there was like tons of like trailers being released back to back to back, like Willow hit, hit and, uh, like the, uh, Tales of the Jedi, and we were seeing like Hocus Pocus 2 and all this stuff just kept hitting all day. And I'm like, come on, Indiana Jones, come on. And it wasn't there, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what are you most excited uh, for out of this stuff? Super excited for Andor. Uh, I really love Rogue One. I think it's fantastic. Probably, probably the best uh, movie, easily the best movie uh, of the Disney era of Lucasfilm. Um, and getting well, that, away that's true. Necessary. What's that? That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting away from the whole Skywalker saga, the whole all that other stuff and kind of going off and exploring something different. I, I really enjoy that. Um, the tales of the Jedi, I'm not dying to see it, but you know, I certainly put it on and watch the whole thing when it comes out. Um, looks enjoyable, but you know, I'm not dying to see it. I'll watch it at least once. Um, and well, <laughs> you know, I'm having a progressively harder time with Mandalorian and I'm, I'm hoping they, kind of turn around from last season, but it, it looks more like they're just following down the path of the Filoni-verse, which there's some things I really do like about the Filoni-verse, but uh, I, again, th- I wish they were going more on an independent streak like um, Andor is and not kind of folding back into stuff that we've already done before. 
Um, I was hoping to see, you know, Mando and Grogu spend a little time apart from each other and like maybe come back by the end of season three. But, you know, the marketing department can't allow that to happen. So uh, they're back together for the whole season. And I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, my expectations are low for season three. So you're, you're excited for R five D four to be in the the uh, yeah the Starfighter there. <laughs> no. Ryan, I know you're joking. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> 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 That's my favorite part of the trailer. I think you know is that is that ship going to be the Haslab they announced next? Better not be. That's not a Haslab. That should be a full release. Yeah. Of course, the problem with full releases isn't any more that on ships and that is people are, oh, I'll just wait to get it on clearance. And Mm -hmm. and then it's like, that's what happened to Snowspeaker. I I wouldn't think it would be a Haslab, but you know, if the G.I. Joe Sky Striker is a Haslab, I could, I think this could be a Haslab. I don't want it to be. I'm not saying it should be. It's but. not a big vehicle. I mean, that's true. I think you're right, Jason. I think that's going to be it. Haslab, yeah. What would they Haslab uh, it for? Like 50 bucks and throw in a couple extra figures? Uh, where have you been, Chris? 50 bucks? No, at least 150. Oh, no, yeah, it'll for be, it'll be 200. Still? It'll be 200 and it'll come with like three figures. It's half And maybe it'll, it's- it'll come with, if it's like the Sky Striker, it'll come with like some ground stuff, like maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, like a, who knows? Something. The vehicle is half the size. It'll come with Pelimoto uh, and all her droids. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. But I don't want it to be a Haslam. Yeah. And maybe, Haslam. maybe it won't be. I, I have no idea. Maybe it'll be like the Jabba's Palace diorama where it was just exclusive to Pulse. That would be much better. Like much better. Hope, yeah, yeah that would be a good idea. They could control it that way. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted to do with the Snowspeeder, and they got... How's our Lucasfilm said no, and they lost money on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake, what are you most excited for? Uh, you know me, I like uh, I like it all. So, um, I don't think one thing we talked about. You know, I think I'm most excited for Andor. That's 100 percent because um, it wasn't filmed on the volume. You know, I feel like the shows that are filmed in that silver Lucasfilm. 360 degree, you know, LED filled stage. I think Obi-Wan is, you guys know how much of an Obi-Wan fan I am. I think it suffered a little bit because it was limited to filming on the volume. Um, you can, you know, I feel like Andor because Tony Gilroy specifically said none of this was filmed in the volume. We went on location everywhere around the world. I think it's going to feel more epic and more like a Star Wars movie than anything Disney Plus has done yet. So I am really, really excited, looking forward to that. And because this thing has been in production since not this past celebration, but the celebration before, right? Where were we? Uh, Chicago. Um, I assumed that they had already started filming or were in progress of filming the second half, but they haven't. They haven't even started season two yet. So that means this whole time has only been on season one, and that makes me believe that the quality is going to be a lot higher than the other series we've seen. So Andor is my number one. I am excited for Willow, especially now that they added Christian Slater to the cast as well. Was he in the first one? In the, in the nope. Movie? Hmm. Nope. You just like Christian Slater? I do. Okay. Um and Bad Batch. Uh, we didn't talk about Bad Batch. That uh, starts on January 4th, season did they, 2. Did they confirm that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Because yeah. I've been. Oh, good. Good. So yeah, no, right here, Star Wars. So that's the next after Andor and Tales yeah, of the Jedi. Well, that's before yep. Ahsoka. Correct. Is Ahsoka before January fourth? Does Ahsoka with a come before episode be- premiere? Okay, is Ahsoka coming out before Mandalorian season three? Uh, or do we not know, man? Or do we not know? We we don't know. Okay, I think Mando season three is before Ahsoka. Yeah, I thought it was the so other one. So that Ahsoka's Mando no idea season 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good suggestion. I mean, that's a good theory. Um, Tales of Jedi looks fun. Ahsoka. Um, Skeleton Crew, Mando season. Oh, here's the one we didn't talk about. Made for young kids, but they have the Young Jedi Adventures animated series coming. Did you guys see that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Nor it will says, I. <laughs> yeah. In a separate panel, uh, blah, 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 were announced as uh, Kai Brightstar and Nash Durango in the upcoming series Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Kai Brightstar is a Jedi youngling who hopes to grow in the ways of the Force and follow in the footsteps of Master Yoda. Nash Durango is a pilot who befriends Kai and company. Joining them on adventures across the galaxy, the animated series is set during the High Republic era and will arrive in 2023. This sounds like another uh, resistance. Yeah. This no, that, sh- well, it that looks, show's not very interesting. It looks like a uh, what's the Disney Kids Network? Um, Disney uh, Junior. Disney Junior. Yeah. Okay. It definitely feels and looks like it has a. Disney Junior vibe to it. So all these little younglings look like little furry animals you'll get at Build-A-Bear with lightsabers. So um, my question is, who's going to do Yoda now that uh, uh, Tom, Tom, uh, what's his name? Kane is Kane. no longer capable of doing voices Maybe anymore. they'll get That'll Frank Oz. Maybe Frank Oz will do it. <laughs> Well, some of these characters do look like Muppets, so there you go. That might be a good fit for them. I thought it all looked pretty good. The Mandalorian, I don't know. I feel like they just showed us stuff we kind of already have seen in Season 2. Like, I was looking for something new, a new character or something, but it didn't. they didn't really, they didn't really give us much to go on. But I'm still looking forward to it. Um, Tales of the Jedi... I like the Clone Wars, and this looks good, especially the Dooku stuff. I do not like that they chose the title Tales of the Jedi. To me, the 90s Tales of the Jedi is such a specific thing. Such a specific thing with Dark Horse comics. that And that I, I just can't... I, I just wish they would have come up with something new. Instead of um, kind of harvesting from the old comic book titles. Because... Tales of the Jedi, I, that's a that's that that's like a comic series that spanned, I think, from ninety four to about ninety eight, and I followed it very closely when I was in college, and I wish they would do figures based on that. I know they did those two, which I never never got, and now they're you know thousand dollars or something for that two pack, but um, so wish they would have picked a bigger better name, um. And Andor, I'm super. Le- I'm looking forward to it, and I hope we get some 
TVC figures for Andor because I don't think they've announced any, but they have for the Black Series, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones. I I don't know why they don't post that stuff. They when they don't post it themselves, they always risk it leaking online, and then your first impression of it is a low quality, you know, fan video, which which what happened with the Mandalorian trailer. So I don't know why they wouldn't post it for everyone to see, but. Maybe they just kind of want to reward the people that went to D23 and just give them that thing for themselves. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. But, but darn it, where's our Star Wars movie? They, they just, yeah. where is, I, I, uh, you know, I saw Top Gun. I know I'm really late to that show, but I'm late to the party, but I saw Top Gun for the first time, uh, yesterday. Well, I still haven't seen it, Jason, so. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm Top Gun. It, it was a pretty, it was a decent movie, but just seeing a, a movie in the theater, you know, some, a new movie in the theater, you know, you know, I know they got Rogue One, you know, but like a new movie in the theater is just exciting. And Star Wars needs to be in a theater. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons I, talking. I, I hope they're doing something because I feel like they don't they're not or they, they don't know. They used to make announcements all the time. Remember, uh, Ryan Johnson's doing a trilogy. No, the Game of Thrones guys are doing a series of movies. No, Patty Jenkins is doing a movie. No, uh, like uh, the Thor director is doing what's his name? <laughs> yeah, they keep throwing all these names and movies, but nothing has nothing has materialized. It's like they just. Do they just not know? Do they not know what they're doing? No, they don't. They paid four. The they paid four and a half billion dollars for this franchise. I, I don't. I oh, do they, not they, get they it. Already, we thought though. back back in twenty. I mean, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Or especially like by 2015, 2016, Our concern was that they were going to be have too many movies. You know, a lot of people thought that. Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why people say Solo didn't work well is because it came out four months after. Last Jedi, or, you know, yeah. regardless of what you thought. But, you know, people thought we were going to get too much Star Wars. But here, we're, it's going to be five years between movies. I mean, if they if they announced At a this weekend and they did not, yeah. it would be five years since Rise of Skywalker came out. And who thought that? I mean, I do not want this to become a television property. Me either. But Me it's either. becoming a television property. And that's, well, you know, they've got Mar- they got Marvel property. back on track. We got a lot of Marvel movies again. Yeah. But you'd Why? think all of these movies, except Solo, which they screwed up, because that's a good movie, and they screwed up the marketing. It's a billion dollars. Yeah. Every one of these movies makes a billion dollars. You're telling me Disney doesn't want to do that? Come on. And like the the casual rant, the rant. casual fans like that I work I remember when Solo came out and I asked my boss about it and she, she didn't even know there was a new Star Wars movie out. She had, didn't even know. You know, the general public needs to know, you know, they I don't know. You're right. They screwed Solo up for sure. For sure. It's just money in the bank and they're <laughs> ignoring it. Somebody is yeah. dropping the ball and I'm not going to point fingers and I could. <laughs> well, but somebody's dropping the ball. And like, uh, yeah, and I had got my son so excited about Rogue Rogue Squadron that was going to be our mo- first Star Wars movie when he was seven, and he's going to be seven in January, and I don't think there's a new Star Wars movie in sight. End of rant. I still love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, 
let's go back to a different time. The, the main theme of the show tonight is our continuation with Power of the Force from the 90s. Known to many collectors as Power of the Force 2. Although, as we've said before, not, there's, there's no packaging that actually references Power of the Force 2. It's all Power of the Force. But, um, we left off with Wave 1. I think we did that in January. Can't remember. Tom, you were on that show. Yep. And we are going to pick up, if you're following along at home, I'm going with the, uh, the Star Wars, the action figure archive book. By Steve Sansweet that came out in 98, I think. It's a good book. Um, and I'm going with his list for dates. I, I got it right in front of me. Yep. This is a great book. Love this book. Okay, so let's start. So, Wave 1 had come out. It was pretty still not... The figures were still kind of scarce when Wave 2 came out. I mean, they were out there, but they were not... They had not flooded the market yet, I don't think. Um, so, Wave 2, they start with Lando Calrissian. Um, Tom, did you get Lando? How many Landos did I get? Every the, that, This was one where it, it felt like... Was this short-packed or something? Yes. Was there something about this guy? Extremely short-packed at first. Because I went to every Rite Aid, every Toys R Us, every Target looking for Wave 2. And uh, I ended up, I think, with at least six or seven Landos. And I thought I was sitting on a gold mine, but uh, that gold mine was pretty much a, just a really <laughs> crappy lemonade stand. Yeah, for about a month it probably was, you know. This figure came out, and then I don't know what happened. I think he wasn't with the when they re, when they sent another assortment out. I think he was not included. And then the rumors start. Well, you know, he's not coming back. And in the nineties, we didn't really know. Right. And the good, the cool thing about this, the wave two was they started to kind of back up on the buffness a little bit i mean lando is still pretty this lando <laughs> super buff there's nothing it's... backed off about this guy <laughs> yeah uh, i'm going down yeah. the, down the uh, down the list though but i mean maybe not lando but you know we, we really kind of calm down <laughs> once we get to like Vespin luke oh excuse me dagobah luke excuse me but yeah okay yeah and so, it's still pretty, and at this know. point, we're still on the red card. Do we do we call them red cards or orange cards? I call them red. I red. Think red. Okay. Red. So we're still on the red cards at this point. He came with this right. huge plastic cape. Right. Kind of rested on his shoulders. Um. Okay. Uh. Ryan, what do you think of the Lando figure? Oh my gosh, this Lando figure. Um. He was like Disco Lando. I mean, like, you could see the bell bottoms on him. And, of course, he had this huge chest. I want to say he's, like, one of the buffest figures that they did for Power of the Force 2. Um, I don't know. It was... I remember it being scarce to begin with, and then I remember him being everywhere. But maybe yeah. I'm thinking more of later, later on Dagobah Luke and uh, Han Hoth, which were definitely peg warmers. But, um, you know, it was cool. It was cool to get Lando back, but... Uh, he is extremely buff. Like, I think you could take this figure, you know, it's so skin tight on his blouse on the top that you could probably repaint it as a Superman figure. He was just that big. 
Yeah, exactly. And this was really the only Lando figure that we are the only Lando Bespin figure that we would get until I want to say 2001. Power of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. 2001 or two. So this yeah. is what we had to work with for like six years. Yep. <laughs> uh, Matt, what's your thought on this, this Lando figure? Uh, he was fine. The cape, you know, as far as hard, good capes go, it was, um, on par with like the, the Obi-Wan and the Vader. I didn't like the, that it just sort of stuck in the back, uh, because it came out too easy. Um, yeah, I'll think I'll talk more about that later, I guess, with the Boba Fett, but, um, the likeness was all right, you know? For the early figures, it was a fairly decentish Billy D. There was no doubt about who this character was, and it had sort of the, you know, with the cape and the bell bottoms and all that, it sort of, you saw what they were trying to do with the figure. And, you know, it was fine, and I, you know, I was glad when we got the new one, I'm sure, in 2001, but it was not one that I was looking at saying, oh, they got to redo this figure. And... Yeah, it was on the orange card, and then this is the one where the green card is only available in that Sam's Club pack, right? So, oh, I hadn't, if you were I hadn't right. really thought about that. Does wait a minute yeah. though? Does it, and it is green in the Sam's Club pack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's the only one you, you could get. You could get the green card, Lando. Okay. So, I forgot about those Sam's there, Club yeah, packs. Yeah. Yeah. So good figure. One of the you know. Held its own with all the other early ones. Uh, Chris, what's your thought on this, Lando? <laughs> Man, Wilbur Hood was serving up some uh, Rocky Roy's ice cream up there in Cloud City. <laughs> that is one jacked Lando. So, I mean, just look at the figure. I mean, at least his head sculpt doesn't have that, like, uh, Luke has that, like, kind of Cro-Magnon look on Luke's face. Like, he's been doing way too many roids. At least Lando's face looks kind of right. His hands are enormous. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they were trying to compete with um, Playmates Star Trek figures at the time. They didn't quite get there, though. Crazy. He has more of the physique of Carl Weathers and Predator, you know. (laughs) Yeah. This is a crazy figure. Um, Since I wasn't really actively collecting at this time... This is not a figure I ever went back and grabbed. Now, there will be some tonight that I I did go back and have purchased since I got back into collecting. But this was not one and never, ever showed up on my radar. In addition to that big, massive cape he came with, and it's massive, that cape. (laughs) He also came with two accessories. He came with uh, a um, heavy heavy, uh, rifle and a... um, and a blaster pistol. Now the blaster pistol looks very similar to the Bespin guard blaster pistols. The heavy rifle uh, looks kind of like a stormtrooper rifle, but it's a sort little different. Sort of dip- an E11, but it's a little different. I don't. Th- I think they. I think Hasbro might have made this up. I'm not sure. I don't think this is from. I don't think this is from a prop. But we're going to see a few of those. Uh, Jake, what do you think of this Lando figure? Did you get it when it came out? Oh, yeah. No, I was all in on these figures, you know. It's 
these first couple of waves for the motivation to eventually go to Toys R Us because I was tired of looking for them. Um, you know, so I went to the source and got a job at Toys R Us like Ryan. Um, and I had, I know I understood they were bigger. I understood this didn't look like a realistic Billy D, but I mean, this was the smack dab of the nineties. And like you guys had mentioned these, like every action figure line out there shared these buffed up physiques. That was just what you know, action figures were back then. So I accepted these readily. I mean, I didn't, I saw this and I was excited to have a new Lando for the first time since what, 83, you know, 84 when mm. Skiff Guard was out. I mean, this is, it's a new figure generation. It's updated and it was, you know, better quality than the original. And, you know, I never understood the second blaster pistol that he got. And I think he just mentioned that, um, I don't know where it came from. I don't remember ever seeing anything like it. But, um, but yeah, the other one was kind of a modified Stormtrooper. But, um, but that was kind of the name of the game with a lot of these early figures. We got, you know, extra accessories, essentially. That was the pack-in kind of with this line, is that they gave most of these figures, uh, you know, a, a, a fantasy weapon, you know, just to make them a little more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, playable. But... No, I, I love the figure, and, uh, you know, I, I again, though, I am a fan of um, plastic capes. I think that they display better than, you know, a lot of soft goods, and so this was fine, and it's removable, and, you know, it felt very, I don't know, I want to say G.I. Joey uh, in the fact that it plugged into his back, right? I mean... I grew up, you know, when Star Wars died, I went G.I. Joe and everything plugged into their backs. And so this just all made sense to me. It was a perfectly fine, good figure. It looked like it was from the 70s. It looked like it was buff from the 90s. And that all made sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when these came out, I was collecting. I was buying three of everything. Two to keep. (laughs) Two to, you know, one to trade, one to keep packaged. And then one loose. And I had, um, wasn't really sure. I was living in a very, very small room in college. And I was in college when this came out. And I was putting the feet, the loose figures in a tackle box. And I remember this figure would not fit in a slot because of that <laughs> massive cape. And I was bummed out because my plan was to have this really nice organized tackle box of figures and Lando would not fit. And it, 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 it bummed me out. But, um, I did like the figure at the time. I still, I have nostalgia for this figure, but it doesn't look good, I don't think. <laughs> but I still like it. Uh, let's move on next. Luke Skywalker and X-Wing fighter pilot gear. Um, he came with, uh, he didn't even come in his uh, X-Wing pilot outfit. He no. came in a snowspeeder <laughs> outfit. I don't know if they just didn't realize that, or they didn't care, or they figured nobody would know, or they wanted him to serve dual purposes. Not sure. Um, but he came with a lightsaber and this was a short saber. They, no, no, no. They, uh, he originally did come with a long saber. saber. Yeah. Yeah. This was, he came with a long saber at first. So this is another long saber figure. And he also came with a, you know, the, the, the standard, uh, the blaster. Um, I forget though. I don't know that. What is, what's the model number of the Han Solo? The Han Solo blaster. Um, and he had a non-removable helmet, and his head looks really tightly fit in that helmet. Uh, Tom, did you have this one? 
Yeah, see, this is uh, this is the one that uh, makes me think of what uh, what Chris said about the uh, the roided out face in the helmet. Luke Luke's sculpt uh, head sculpt is just excuse me face sculpt just looks bad. Helmet details are really good. I mean, we went from the vintage, which just had the uh, little uh, rebel icons, to something a little bit more detailed. Um, but I think this guy would have done a little bit better with some... They didn't really do any weathering on any of these until much later. Right? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought we were getting away from the buffness. This... this I guess I was just deluding myself. This was not happening. This guy was was as buff as as they come. Yes, a lot of detail though. Yeah, Pretty you cool. know, I remember seeing this guy in a in a catalog photo, and I was really like that. The first time I saw that helmet, I was like, "Wow, look what they did with the helmet." That's is it looked yeah. for the time super amazing for the time. Yeah, I mean, as far as the technology goes, the jump from you know, the vintage stuff to this, I'll always prefer the vintage stuff. But back then, this was like, oh, man, this is cutting-edge stuff. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, what did you think of this figure when you got it? Well, like you said, it was actually the Snowspeeder Luke, which makes it a brand-new figure, a figure that we've never gotten before. And I think some of us, when we first got it, we didn't quite realize that. And then you start to look at it and, like, like, even the picture is the X-Wing Luke on it, but it's still a Snowspeeder Luke. Um, so that was kind of cool. You know, it was a brand new figure. And as soon as you realize that, I, I don't know about you, I was popping it in my uh, vintage Snowspeeder. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, he is still pretty buff, but, I mean, the figures were still buff anyway. So it wasn't like we'd gotten some slimmed down figure and like, oh, oh the, what, what's this? We're going back to this or something. Um, but that head is tiny. Like, to you know, if you've ever put on an X-Wing helmet... They're not small. They're pretty big. And for his head, the size that it is, and to have that helmet on, it's just not quite right. He's got a pinhead. He went from the Crow Magnon man that we got with the last one to, to, to a pinhead here. But, uh, uh, it was still cool to, to get a new figure and the details were, I mean, you compare this to your, your, uh, vintage X-Wing Luke. And I've heard a lot of people say their vintage X-Wing Luke served as like a, uh, regular X-Wing pilot or something like that because, it's hard to tell that vintage X-Wing Luke is actually Luke. And here, like, the details on the helmet, the face, even with, you know, the, the technology of the time, still looks more like Mark Hamill. Um, I thought that was cool, that we, you know, it's definitely a step up from what we'd had, even though he's a little buff. So You thought he looked like Mark Hamill, Ryan, really? Uh, more than the vintage figure, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true, but he still <laughs> looks like a... You you can see that there's a that there's a relationship to Mark Hamill somewhere in there was you know the the vintage figure looks you know like a relationship to maybe Ken or something so he looks more Simeon like to me than anything else but, well there's yeah. that yeah you're you're not wrong <laughs> um Matt what do you think of this figure I haven't spent a lot of time complaining about how buff the Power of the Force two figures looked because. You know, it's like Grandpa Simpson said, it was the style of the times. But, um, this one is, this one always bugged me. Uh, maybe it was because the head seemed so small, you know, because the helmet was the size of the head. The head should be the size of the helmet, and then there should be a helmet on top of that. Uh, but 
uh, you know, just like uh, Tom was saying. Uh, it was fine. I, too, never really noticed it was a snowspeeder outfit until somebody pointed it out years later. Uh, because, frankly, I never paid enough attention to anything Luke was doing to know there was a difference between snowspeeder outfits and Luke and X-Wing outfits. I guess I, you know, never noticed the, the, the collar being, you know, winter, winter suitable. It's an adequate figure. It's, they needed to make it because you had the X-Wing out. You had the snowspeeder or the snowspeeder was coming soon. I don't know if it was out yet. Um, so it's not a surprise. They wanted to keep one thing we're going to see through, as you go through the modder that they want to always have a Luke out there. Uh, so then if once you've done the Tatooine Luke, um, it's this and the Jedi Luke are, uh, you know, coming down the path soon. So whatever. It's fine. It's buff. It doesn't look great. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Chris, did you ever get this figure? No, this is not one that I got. Now I'll give this one credit. While the body's still fairly jacked, you don't see the ripped six pack and the, the huge pecs on this one. The, the, the gear is hiding a lot of that. So it doesn't immediately jump out at you as quickly as the other figures do. That head is really undersized and, and this, you know, continues the trend, which will continue probably, I would say until at least late legacy of them not being able to nail Mark Hamill's likeness. Uh, for me, like some of the first figures that really started to nail his likeness was like that, ironically, a snowspeeder Luke where he's got the cowl on his head and it, but the face actually looked like Mark for the, like, for the first times. I mean, this is generic white guy. Yeah, it looks more like Hamill because it looks more like a human being than the more cartoony style that the vintage figures had on their faces, which was far more generic and not really sculpted to look like a specific person per se um yeah it's and that's this is an awesome figure because it sets a precedent that they've actually made a unique sculpt that was never made in the vintage era and it's really close and it was marketed as one that had been made in the vintage era but it truly is a representation of a character that we never got in the vintage eras so uh Kudos to it for that trailblazing uh, accomplishment. Uh, Jake, what's your thought on this figure? Man, I love this figure. This was the first figure. If I'm if I'm thinking correctly, this was the first new figure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, well, the first wave stormtrooper. Oh, Mel away, yeah. but that. Yeah, was... you're right. You're right, Matt. You're right, Matt. Was Hans Stormtrooper though? Was that a Mellowave? Yeah, it was a Mel- yes, a little bit. Just like, yeah, it was ninety five. Yeah, it beat it, right. it beat it beat this to the store shelf by like a month. Not to, I mean to the mail card. to mailboxes by about a month. Okay, first carded new figure. How about that? There you go. Um, yeah, it was it, it was fantastic, and I think uh, uh, I forget who was saying it that the the printing detail on the helmet was the standout mm-hmm. thing. I mean. I mean, even today, I'm, I'm looking at this figure here, and I'm thinking today, by Hasbro standards, th- this figure has lots of paint on it. I, this would probably be a deluxe figure today. <laughs> we would probably, the way they price and the way they, 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 they decide what a figure is going to be marketed as, 
this many paint apps, I mean, everything from the silvers to the grays to the whites, the orange, blue, red, yellow. I mean, you just, he's got all the colors and, you know, that's pricey these days. So I, uh, I enjoyed this figure quite a bit. It was exciting to have this. Um, and yeah, I didn't have a snow speeder. I didn't have a vintage snow speeder. So, um, I was a little bummed about that, but then they announced one was coming. And so we were good to go, but yeah, by the following summer, the snow speeder was out. Yeah. So that was exciting. Yeah. That was, it was all exciting. Yep. I thought this was a great figure. I didn't realize. Well, no, I think I soon realized it was the Snowspeeder, which actually bummed me out. I wasn't excited about that because I had the X-Wing. And, you know, they marketed the X-Wing originally, I think, with Tatooine Luke in it. Yeah. So I was like, yes, we're getting the X-Wing Luke. It'll look so much better. It's the wrong Luke. So I wasn't. Yeah, it didn't even cross my mind about the first new figure of Luke. Just it just. I was a little disappointed, um, but I, you know, I still liked it, and I, I bought it. I bought three of them, and then I think when they revised the saber trays, the not the trays, I, I didn't go for that. But when the saber got shorter, I bought at least two more with short sabers because I don't know why not. I was insane. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the style of the film. yeah yeah. <laughs> Next on the list, we have Boba Fett. Everyone loves Boba Fett, and this one had super detailed paint, super detailed paint job. Um, it didn't get a Boba Fett tax. It didn't. This was... Well, I'll go to you, Tom. Did you get this one? I got all these, Jason. I got each and every one of them. I got two or three freaking examples of every stupid figure <laughs> up to this point. Okay. That's what you really feel there, Tom. What do you think wow, of this Ryan, Fett why figure? Why don't you just back off, buddy? What do you think of Fat? <laughs> I love him. He looks he was great. Uh I remember getting the full the full circles on many of the ones that I got in the early days. And uh of course that would be the variant that was in in high demand, I suppose. Yeah, and when you when people hey. reference that, they're talking about on his glove. Yeah. There's a circle. A full black circle. A black circle. And on some of them, it was a full circle full, filled in with paint. And then some of them, it was like uh, like two two hat, two crescents almost. Yeah, I think they called it like half circle variant. And I wonder, the was there even a third variant? Like no circle or, or half? I, was, I only heard it. I want to say there was one with like full circle. One hand and half circles on the other, or something. Yeah. But, uh, there, there was a there's... third one, but nobody's sure. You know, it's like some people insist. Double. But... Yeah. Because I only ever found the t- I did find the variant, but I never found a third variant. But I remember being on like AOL and people saying there was a third version, but I don't. I can't confirm that. So we went from paint apps to the from the X Wing Luke to this one, and this is. Paint apps oh plenty on this guy. So there's like decal like decal like little um what's that look little uh what's that little Mandalorian skull thing? Um yeah Bantha skull. No what? It's not a Bantha skull. No. No, what is it? They mention it all the time in the in the Mandalorian now. What is it called? Mythosaur. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. 
It probably was a Bantha Skull when this came out, but they've changed it. Probably. But, yeah, looking at it, I mean, we were still apparently knee-deep in, in solo flex, but uh, this was most definitely probably the most... I, I, I'm i pretty sure this was the most sought-after figure of oh, the... Oh, uh, yeah. Ma- of, yeah. Of the line. For sure. Of the line up to that point. I mean, Lando was in short supply, and, and, and at this point, and this is late 95 when this came out, uh, December, yeah. according to Steve Sansweet, uh, Lando was in super short supply, and Leia was still in short supply at this point. Yeah. So people yeah. were still really hot for those figures, but this Boba Fett was... I don't think they short... This was not short-packed, but pe- this was... This everyone everyone wanted Boba Fett, well, even people, people who weren't were, collecting. They, yeah, if you found him, you were buying more than one. Yes. Found and uh, yeah, a lot of detail. You can't. Uh, what can you say about Boba Fett? I mean, this is. I mean, it even had like the uh, the the uh, Wookie braids and mm-hmm. stuff on this version. So yeah, uh, far and away mm, is the uh, is it better than the version uh, the vintage version that we all got? Mm. I'd say no, but this was still pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Ryan, what did you think about the Fett figure? I thought it was a pretty darn cool figure. I didn't care about the variations. Um, I love freaking out people who are variation hunters and showing my loose half circles one just because that was the first one I bought, so I opened it. Um, But this is kind of another another new figure for the line in that it's the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett, not Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett. Although the vintage one isn't technically Empire Strikes Back fat either, but um, it's kind of interesting that we the, this was specifically made to look like the Return of the Jedi with the red gauntlets, uh, his backpack all painted up like in Jedi. So um, that's kind of cool that we got that. Yes, it was highly sought after. People were constantly looking for it. Um, I remember talking to people at Toys R Us uh, all the time who were just clamoring for the for the dang thing and. Um, it's like we were trying to get them out as much as we could, but um, I thought it was a pretty cool figure. I remember buying a lot of these. I wanted to make a Mandalorian army, so like if I'd find one of the pegs or something, I'd buy another one. It's so crazy to look back and like if you want another figure, you just spent five bucks and you got another figure. Whereas you know, can you imagine trying to army build today? <laughs> but um, it uh, it was just a really cool figure. I remember even doing a like a Jodo cast. If you remember who Jodo cast is. Um, mm-hmm. custom for a friend of mine where I actually hollowed out one of the helmets. We put a different head inside or something. And so, uh, just various things like that. Uh, cause it was just a cool figure. And it was fun to play with. Matt, what do you think of the, so, the, so just a real quick, just a side note. If you were looking for Boba Fett and you were near Ryan, Ryan's Toys R Us, you, you could pretty much forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Just go someplace else. All yeah. those sad <laughs> kids. All those sad kids who didn't get a Boba Fett figure for December of 95. Tom, 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 Tom. And Ryan, that's a... I always made sure... I made sure there were some on the pegs. I never bought them all. I always did that. That's a... All right, Ryan left one. Ryan, that's yeah, a good thing that you yeah. pointed out. This, I, I, this is... This Boba Fett is based on the Return of the Jedi version. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was later repainted to look more like the Empire version, but. The Shadows of the Empire, yeah. uh, Tupac. Yeah, yeah, yep. But, mm-hmm. uh, yep. That's right, that's right. I, at the time, I didn't, I don't think I even realized there was a difference. I don't think I did either, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Looking back now, we, we see that. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this fat figure? 
this was not the first Power of the Force 2 figure I got, but it was the first one I ever bought. Uh, when I decided I want to go see these figures at the store, I went to Target and they had this one and I think it was a Greedo, um, on the shelves and I picked this one up. Uh, so I've always, I was like that, you know, like every other Star Wars kid. Uh, it's a good figure, you know, it's not bulked up the way the other ones are. It's got all these paint details. I thought it was great. I mean, and even like when they finally got around to making a new one, which I guess was that the 500th figure Boba Fett, was that the next Boba Fett figure they made? Um, I didn't even like, okay, fine though. The first one's good enough. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it was, they did a good job. I guess they knew it was an important one for them to, uh, to get right and, you know, Especially for the time, it was it was great, and I liked the. I talked about it with Lando, where the back where his cape just sort of plugged in. It was just a peg hole. This one's got that slot, the T slot or whatever they call it. So uh, his his pack slides in, and then it's you know it's secure on there, so it wasn't going to keep falling off. Uh, which you know I like that. So uh, all around uh, good figure, and it was an important one for them to get right. So. Um, yeah, this is probably of the ones we're going to talk about tonight. This will be, the, you know, my favorite. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what about what are your thoughts on this figure? I have not grabbed this one. Um, again, there were so many Boba Fett's on the market by the time uh, 2005 arrived, and I was actually actively collecting um, that this one didn't show up on my radar. Again, he also benefits from a lot of the extra armor. Hiding, and that is a, still a pretty wide torso. The, the, he's got the big old uh, V chest going on. But when you hide those, like the pec lines and the, the six-pack abs, it really takes away from the look of being a, just an over, like that the Luke and the Lando both have. Even though his proportions, I don't think, are all that different. Um, yeah, this, I mean... If I had been collecting at this time, I too would have been all over this figure. Uh, it looks pretty cool. So. And Jake, they all went to the sick gym. Jake, what do you think about this guy? I um, you know, I I like this figure. I I wasn't it. It didn't make me more of a Boba Fett fan because of its popularity. This is about the time where you know, as a kid, who was your favorite figure? Is everyone said Boba Fett, but. I don't know. It felt like it was authentic because it all came from our play. Here is where I was conscious of the idea that Boba Fett was was something more. And this is kind of, for me, the figure that started the whole, you know, now we have the Mandalorian. Now we have the Mando Mercs. Now, we have, you know, Boba Fett, you know, mania all these years later. Well, this to me, that movement started kind of around here where people focused in on this character. And so it made me kind of like Boba Fett became less of an important character to me, starting with this figure. Um, I remember this figure, mine had balancing issues because he's kind of he doesn't have a straight stance. You know, he's kind of got that. Uh, what is it? His left foot kind of arches forward, you know, a little bit. He's got a little bit of an action stance. And I remember because of the backpack and that plastic uh, half cape he has, you kind of got to tilt the torso forward a little bit. 
So I, for someone who was, you know, playing and displaying with these figures at that time, I, I, I struggled with this figure a little bit. And then the rarity of it, and then the half circle mania that came out. So it's funny, the popularity of this figure made it less popular with me in the long run. Um, that's the review of the figure. I think one thing we haven't really talked about yet was, um, and I think we addressed it the first wave we did on, uh, what'd you say back in January? Um, the amazing bio cards these things have. Oh yeah. I mean, they, the, the bio cards are fantastic mm-hmm. on these, you know, they, they have the height, the status, the classification, the affiliation, the weapons of choice, the vehicle of choice, and then like two or three large paragraphs of text. You know, Fett wears the armor of a Mandalore of a Mandalore super commandos, you know, and it goes off and goes into the lore of the character, not and explaining the weapons that he comes with. I mean, that again, I mean, I'm a broken record on this. That's what's missing from today's toys is that that world building that is present on a clippable, you know, card, uh, bio card or file card on the back. So. Yeah, those file cards for the first year were pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And then little by little, they started phasing them. Well, out. Remember, they they took away the text yeah. and just put like the stats. Right. I, I was then, just I was disappointed when that happened. Gone. I was disappointed when that happened. Yeah, it was almost like they were worried kids wouldn't know what any of this stuff was. Well, if you think about it, I mean, we're, we're, we're 10 years yeah. since Star Wars died. Yeah. 85 to 95. I mean, Star Wars was done, done for 10 years, right? Right. And this is pre, this is pre special edition or the ramp up to it. So, I mean, yeah, kids really didn't know. Mm-mm. But here's the deal. I think what they forget is that even though Disney owns it and Star Wars is a worldwide IP, I do think that there is, you know, in the uh, in the media world that we live in, there's so much to choose from. And so while kids know what Star Wars is, they might not know, you know, the characters or the details behind each of the characters that are in Star Wars because they spend their time playing, you know, uh, uh, on Avatar Last Airbender or, you know, other things. Right. So I do think there's value in teaching kids about what the figures are or what toys are on the packaging that displays them. I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a replica packaging, but man, masters of universe origins is doing it right. Right. They, they, they come with the comics that tell the story of the character. They have the animated pictures on the back. It's just, that just seems like that's willing to build a new audience. Whereas, you know, you, you, you have to, if you don't have a, if you don't build the audience, then you're just, you're only selling the figure on physically what it is, right? I mean, because, you know, we've talked about the vintage collection doesn't even tell if you're buying a good guy or a bad guy. You have to know. Right. Right. So. Yeah. When I, when I saw this figure, I thought this is, is, this is as good as it'll ever, like I thought this was, you know, they'll never top a, a Star Wars figure compared to this. I thought it was, just so detailed and so I couldn't believe how much detail was in it. Um, that, uh, that blaster he got, man, that was something else too. Yeah. You can see the paint wear on his armor. 
Uh, it's just it's just incredible. And he kind of fit into that slave one that they came out with. <laughs> like he fit, I think. Anyways, into the vintage. You took the jetpack off. Yeah, he'd fit into the vintage slave one and the re-released yeah. one. Okay, let's move on. He fit better in the slave one than Chewie did in the Falcon. Yeah, Chewie does not fit in the Falcon. All right, let's move on. Yoda. Um, Yoda came with. Um, he did not have soft goods like the vintage Yoda that we were used to. Um, just, uh, and not a really, not really much articulation. He's got, uh, arm articulation, like a, kind of a weird bend in the middle. His feet are just one solid, his two legs are just one solid piece, though. And the, he came with the, um, with his cane, the gimmer stick. And he also came with the, uh, the training backpack that was a the blue training backpack that and the vintage line was just like a mail away right and it, did it come with the Dagobah playset can't remember uh no so it came it was the mail just away. the mail away the survival kit right maybe later versions yes. of the Dagobah playset did but mine I, did not I kind of yeah no. wasn't it, it the what for the back no. yeah did the, yeah. did it come with yeah. the did it come with the rebel transport uh, the Rebel Transport no, came with was... a. It came with the gas masks and something else. With the Rebel, with the Rebel backpacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't okay. think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of me thinks that at some point the Dagobah playset came with this backpack, but I, I'm probably wrong. Well, now it's packed right with Yoda. Yeah, and Thank it you, and, Tanner, and it kind of fills out the card because maybe they thought without that backpack. He'd look kind of, you know, like you weren't getting your your value out of him. Uh, True. Tom, what did you think of this Yoda? I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Uh, of course, you know, you need the Luke to go with it. But don't worry, that's going to be next. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought it was good. I, I I do miss the soft, soft goods. I love the uh, little cloak that, that Yoda wore in the vintage version. But, you know... All aside, and and the fact that we're so far away right now from um, cloth anything in the line, um, it, it does what it's supposed to. I think it's I think it's a capable Yoda. Likeness is fine. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. I thought, um, um, what did he come with? Like a little little tea kettle kind of thing, or whatever that is. What is is there a name for that little? Little pot that he comes with. Um, I don't know, but the but that was the next release of him. This oh, one did, this one okay. didn't come with that. that. Embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the wrong thing. That too. was the next release. <laughs> okay, well that's my bad. I'm an idiot, and I'm sure you'll get mail about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Yoda, great. Everyone loves Yoda. Yeah, and also <laughs> I want to point out that I'm I'm going by the Steve Sansweet guide. And Steve Sansweet considers this figure and the next couple we're going to talk about as Wave 3. He doesn't, you know... So I guess these were packed separately from the Boba Fett, Lando, and the Luke X-Wing figure. So now I'm confused. I'm sorry. Let me let me go back. Oh, okay. The Yoda comes in the next uh, Power of the Force. Yeah. And this, this Yoda, th- this next batch figures, they started hitting early uh, 1996. Whereas the Boba Fett, mm-hmm. Lando... And Luke Pilot hit 
and la- the very tail Oops. end of 1995. Um, yeah. But I still kind of remember these all being in one case as kind of like a wave. Anyway, so- now that you say that, I do remember like the the Luke, the Boba, mm-hmm. and um, Lando being the three figures there, and then. Because I, I specifically remember like Dagobah, Luke, and Han Hoff being like kind of their own release too. So yeah, they were kind of a problem <laughs> on the pegs. <laughs> on the pegs. Um, Ryan, thoughts on this Yoda? I thought it was pretty cool. I I think I like my vintage one better. You know, the vintage one came with the snake. It came. I like the cloth robe on the vintage one. Um, I mean, this was definitely serviceable for the line. Uh, they didn't make Yoda buff, thank goodness. Um, the backpack was cool because I never had the survival kit when I was a kid. Um, I think I still don't have the vintage gas mask. Actually, I don't have the vintage backpack now that I think about it. I never, never picked those up. Um, I guess that's something I gotta find. But, um, so I thought it was really cool to get that. And, you know, fairly shortly we'd be able to have a, a Luke to put that on. And, um, I liked it. Now the backpack looks a little bit big, but, you know, the Yoda's kind of big for it too and it's a little oversized but if they'd made it smaller people would have probably thought it was you know needed something more i mean we go back to uh, the the original jawa where they put the cloth cape on it because they wanted to add value to it so i could definitely see hasbro looking at value heck we still see that today where people compare different figures like well this one came with this and this one came with this Mm -hmm. and you know why is this i mean we could look at the upcoming black series grogu and talk about value too but um uh it's still it's a nice figure. It was, you know, a, uh, I don't want to say legacy figure because it didn't seem quite that at the time, but it was, you know, one of those big figures of the time to, to be able to get. And, uh, you know, it looks pretty good. Uh, Matt, your thought on this uh, Power of the Force 2 Yoda? He was fine. I remember thinking that, that it all looked too big on Luke's back once you put it on Luke's back, but, you know, whatever. Um, it is one of the figures, uh, and for me, this is saying something. I know you guys were saying it too, but, um, it, it's, it's the one Power of the Force 2 figure where I clearly think that the vintage one is better. Um, the, the, you know, the vintage Yoda with the soft goods and all that, it just looked better. The face sculpt might be a little better on this one, but it's still, it was good enough on the vintage one. Uh, so, you know, I opened the figure up, I put him there with the Dagobah loop, never liked the way it looked, so I probably just had him standing next to him on the, you know, when I did have this one out displayed. Uh, but when we did get the, the newer version with the, I guess that would have been in the flashback series a couple of years later, uh, I was very, you know, I was very okay with that. So, it was fine, uh, obviously needed to be one of these early figures, and they did a fine job on it, but uh, yeah, it's it's just okay. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on this Yoda? Okay, so I, I agree with Matt. You know, the vintage Yoda is still a better Yoda, but that's not a criticism, usually, of this one. And this isn't a bad Yoda. The likeness is fine. The You know, everything on it looks good. He's missing his snake. That would have helped. Um, the, the backpack seems enormous but then again you know yoda's pretty big and everything of the time was big you know to have made this stuff truly in scale you know it, it, they're more than probably a decade from really going for super realism at this point 
So um, yeah, it works for the era of the figures that it was being made. Uh, the likeness is fine. Um, but yeah, it's it still pales in comparison, I think, to that vintage Yoda because that one was really good and came with a lot of extra things that made it a, a really unique figure. Jake, what do you think of this Yoda figure? Well, like Ryan, I didn't have the backpack as a kid. I never uh, sent away for that set. And so uh, it was exciting to have the backpack. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love, love, love vintage Kenner Yoda. But vintage Kenner Yoda is cartoony, almost a little a little uh, animated, almost, in a sense. It's not... This figure here uh, was a more realistic take. You know, it was more, you know, screen accurate, if you will, and more authentic to what Yoda actually looks like in the series. Uh, And so I enjoyed this figure. I agree with Matt. I did think that it was, you know, he he looms large on Luke's back, um, much larger than he really is. He's not to scale. Um you know, if we're really looking at Yoda. So, um, but yeah, I figure it felt new to me because of that backpack. And for me not having the original, it was, it was exciting to have. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought it was a great figure at the time. Um, moving on. This one to me was truly the, the, the really new, new figure. I, I know Hans Stormtrooper, yeah, but that was a kind of just a head swap situation. But um, this uh, Luke Skywalker and Dagobah fatigues. This was really a true deviation from the vintage era, the vintage run. Um, they had never done this before. They just you you know we use Bespin Luke as kind of a fill in for this. Um, he comes with a blaster, a and a lightsaber. And, uh, like the other, like the other figures with lightsabers before, he first came with a long saber and then was repacked with a short saber. Uh, Tom, what's your take on the Luke Skywalker and Dagobah fatigues figure? For sure, one of the first fresh figures, but this, if, if Yoda wasn't a part of this wave, this really would have been a super boring figure. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Ryan. I mean, you got, you got, you got Mark Hamill in a, in a dirty tank top. That's really super exciting. That's awesome. Ryan, what did you think of this guy? Um, I thought it was pretty cool that we were getting a figure that we never got in the vintage collection. Um, I really didn't have a Bespin Luke as it was in my childhood, so uh, I, I didn't have a Dagobah playset either, so it's never anything I'd thought of, but, you know, I wasn't, I wouldn't say it's like the best outfit or the coolest outfit, but it was still neat to see it. He seems a little, a little less buff. I mean, clearly he's muscular on those arms and everything, but if you compare him to Tatooine Luke, he, he looks like he, uh, he stopped the steroids or something uh, there, but uh, he's still got to slim down some more. Um, so we're kind of starting to see a little bit of slim down, not, not a lot, uh, but there's, there's a little bit happening, which is kind of nice, but you know, this started a trend where we're starting to see 
figures we never got in the in the vintage collection. And you know, coming up to begin with, you know, it seemed like everything was going to be remakes of of everything we got. But then we're going to start to see more and more figures that we never saw before, and that was really cool. In fact, they started highlighting it on some things. But um, you know, most people kind of consider this the first one. Obviously, we've talked about a couple others that were really the first one, but uh, so it was cool. But then he ended up being a peg warmer, and um, I've got to think part of that's got to be his outfit is just kind of generic. Um, it's not as an exciting outfit as most of Luke's other outfits. So, and there was plenty out there. I think it was at this point Hasbro and toy retailers realized, Hey, this Star Wars stuff is selling like crazy. You know, it makes sense. What are we about six, eight months later? Um, you know, the, they're able to produce more and they probably overproduced him and the, the next one. And, uh, they were a little too much out there. I know. I've mentioned it before, but there was going in the stores. You saw a lot of Luke, Luke Dagobah and Han Hoth on the peg. So uh, that's unfortunate for a new figure, but it was still kind of cool to get. Uh, Matt, what do you think about Dagobah Luke? Uh, not too much. Uh, he was. Um, I'll, I'll say this: this was like when I, you know, when when I was looking at the line and figures that were on the shelf, the fact. You know, wondering why it was this year, but not Luke Bespin, um, or even Luke Jedi yet. Um, but particularly Luke Bespin, since this is the Bespin outfit without the jacket. Um, the, the obvious answer was because, well, he can play, Yoda's got nobody else to play with. You know, the, there, Yoda doesn't have any scenes with anybody except this guy. And we don't have the spirit of Obi-Wan yet. Uh, that's still a couple of years away. Uh, so yeah, you needed a figure for Yoda and for Yoda to put his backpack on. Um, so that's why he's here. And there's, um, uh, nothing else to be said for him. He's, he's almost a Yoda accessory. Uh, that's bigger than the Yoda. So there you go. Chris, what's your thought of Power of the Force 2, Luke Skywalker and Dagobah fatigues? Uh, that head just, that really, is this a, uh, reuse of that same tooling? I believe this head? is the same head that is on the Tatooine. Yeah. Oh, sure, looks the, sure looks the same. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's nearly identical. And I'll, I mean, not that Mark was particularly ripped, but of all the scenes Mark had in the, the original trilogy, you know, the Dagobah scene is probably the one you could probably excuse for him looking the most muscular because, you know, he was working out and, but those arms are just, oh man, yeah. It's <laughs> what's worse? What's worse, Chris? These arms or the Cave of Evil Dagobah training Luke arms? Oh God, <laughs> easy. Is it easy, Matt? Which one? Is it? Is it easy? Oh, it's the Cave of Evil. Yeah, they're better than these. No, no, far worse. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Hey, we're on the same page. Doesn't... Yeah, the, the, the cave of evil certainly jumps the shark, but he can't even paddle. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I mean, kudos to to Kenner slash Hasbro for you know pushing out a brand new figure this time intentionally. I, obviously, I think the X wing was kind of an accident. They weren't paying attention, close attention to their source material. Um, I could be wrong about that, but, you know, I've just got a gut feeling that they were just looking at the wrong photo. 
I think this actually is truly. I think you're pretty right with that. Is an attempt to put a figure out that's never been done before. Obviously the Han, but you know that that is just a head swap, and this is mostly all new figures. So, but yeah, this is just a. It's not worth your time or money unless you are really into Power of the Force too. <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you think about this one? The the quote unquote boringness of this figure was overshadowed by the fact that we got a Dagobah Luke, right? I mean, it's it, it had been 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd never had this figure since the movie debuted, and so that was super exciting. And the fact that he came on the you know the the heels of the Yoda that works with him. It was, you know, it was awesome. It, it was awesome. Um, I think the biggest issue I had with this figure and the same thing with the Luke Saber or the Luke uh, X-Wing was the fact that because I got these right away, I had the large sabers, the really long sabers. And it just the the as much as I excuse a lot of the 90s gratuitous buffed up big accessory stuff. The lightsabers, I couldn't. It was just too weird looking to have a lightsaber that was bigger than the actual figure. So um, I was happy when this figure came out with its normal use, uh, normal size, appropriate size lightsaber later on. Uh, I was happy to pick that up. But yeah, that was my only complaint, I think, that I had when I first got this, that he had this ginormous saber. But otherwise, I was super thrilled to have, you know, I was... I'm over the moon to find these figures. I mean, oh, yeah. Star Wars was back. I mean, I I don't fault these figures. I know people hate them to death, but I think most of the hate, and we've talked about this before, most of the hate comes to the fact that people speculated on these and got burned super hard on their speculation. And so, therefore, they equate that money lost to the, to the figure's and, you know, I think that's one reason. And then I think as figures evolved over time and improved, these are also looked down upon um, because, you know, they're bulky and they're buff. But, man, if you were there and you were a Star Wars fan when these came out, these were, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No argument there. I was so excited for this one. I I. I, I know it was a peg warmer, but oh, I love this one. And when you pair it with the Yoda, it just, with the Yoda in the backpack, it just was, it was amazing. I remember putting this um, on my uh, shelf in my tiny little room I was living in and just, it, the thing, it, the thing it was is, amazing. that's the, that's the only way, Yoda is the only way this figure is sold. That's the only yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, you need, when you're, you need when you're, to get both. Because when you're, yeah. Because when you're, you had the, uh, Dagobah playset and you had Bespin Luke and you had Bespin Luke, uh, with Yoda in the, uh, the survival kit backpack, you didn't think, boy, you know what's missing? Right. Luke, Luke in a tank top. Yes, you're right, Tom. I, and that never occurred to me when I was a kid. Never. Right. Not even once. Right. Yep. It's all, this only works with that Yoda with the backpack. Yep. Come on. This should have been sold as a set. Yeah. Give us something else. Give us a Tarkin earlier. <laughs> Give us an old man figure earlier. <laughs> all right. Next, we're moving on to my 
my I'm going to say this is my least favorite figure of this wave. Uh, Han Solo in Hoth gear. He comes with his standard Han blaster pistol, which is pretty cool, you know, oversized, but you know, that's, it's what he needed. And then he comes with a heavy assault rifle. This is another thing that I'm sure Kenner slash Hasbro at the time, um, just made up. Like, this is not a, this is not based on any prop. I, th- I think this is based on one of the Hawks. serious? Blasters, Rebel blasters, yeah. It's so bizarre. If you've seen the props, those are those are pretty crazy. So it's this, got like I a little is, under the under the clip. It's got like a little thingy bonus gun. Yeah. If I can find a picture of a Hoth blaster, okay. I'll eat my words. Can. If if you find that, I'll eat my words. But I'll find. But it. I think they it. made this up. Um, second problem I have with this thing is he doesn't have his hood up, but he does have the. Uh, like the little snow snow hat thing that goes underneath his hood. Um, what is that called? Like a cowl. Like a, uh, yeah, a cowl or a cap. It, there's no scene in the movie where he's just w- wearing that cowl only with the goggles. Although I know he takes off. He I I think there's a brief brief scene where he pulls his hood off and you can see that. I think, but I'm not positive. I, I he doesn't look like this in the movie. They should have made him either with a hood up. Or just his head, you know, without without any without a hat on at all. Um, it just looks wrong. And then to to make it even worse, they give him the brown jacket, which is just looks so boring. Does not match the film. It looks horrible. <laughs> so starts the debate. <laughs> so this this figure has a lot going against it. And then to top that off, the original release of this. They sculpted his right hand to where it could not hold his blaster. I mean, Han Solo, you know what Han Solo's main job in in Star Wars is to hold a blaster. Hold a blaster. He can't do that. So, I mean, they did revise it, which, 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 which was better because they revised the figure so he could eventually hold his blaster, which led to another variant craze. Closed hand Han and open hand Han. Um, I believe the closed hand on was the harder one to find. I don't remember for sure. But this figure had so much going against it that it just clogged. This was the first time I ever really thought about the word peg warmer. Because I was new enough into collecting. didn't really know what, what that was. This figure and Dagobah Luke too. I got to throw him in there. They clogged pegs to where I thought maybe this line might end i actually kind of thought that because there were just so many of these everywhere um i think this is the worst power of the force 2 figure i think that that out of all of them i I love power of the force 2 i love it but i think this is the worst figure uh tom what do you think of this one i think this would have been a lot more effective if the hood was up Mm -hmm. um i liked I like the figure. I, f- I like the figure's uh, paint apps. I thought that was pretty good. I, I obviously I don't like I I don't not like it as much as you do, Jason. But I don't know. I thought I, I think he's okay. It's but was he there ever even a look blue like version? Any scenes from the movie? Like it's just no. 
No, it's true. It's yeah. This is really weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone had yeah. to say, "Yeah, let's go with that." You you gotta wonder even, what they were doing. Even with the even with the picture on the card, he's got his hood up, you know. And that, mm-hmm. I think that would have really saved the the figure. Mm-hmm. But eh, I think that's the real the the real drawback. But as far as everything else, I think it's fine. Even that really clumsy looking Rebel Blaster isn't too bad, but. You know, in, uh, in the Steve Sansweet yeah. uh, the action hurt. figure archive, can't not recommend this book enough. If you are an, a Star Wars action figure collector and collect modern figures, like um, any and vintage, this has them both. I cannot recommend this book enough. I, it's out of print, but I think you can still find it probably for not too expensive on eBay um, or Amazon. I'm not sure, but so the in the Steve in the in the Sansweet book. It shows a picture of a like a Lucasfilm employee or or somebody modeling the jacket, the brown jacket, which I think is where a lot of the confusion comes from. The brown jacket with 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 the hood down and this snow cap thing up. And I think Kenner looked at that and said, "Yeah, let's make that." And it's not from the movie. I think they looked at the wrong source material, like Chris was saying with Luke Skywalker. And they just didn't know the film. Well, they just didn't know the film. That's cute, Jason, but the bl- jacket was brown in the film. But whatever, you know. Whatever. I've seen the I've seen the the prop for the stuff at Gus's house. It's blue. Anyways, well, that's true. You said the Tauntaun model is blue, but the actual prop yeah. parka is brown. All right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Even if this thing was blue, I'd probably still have just as many complaints. Even if it was blue, that hood still needs to be up. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, and, and they did fix that later on with that very hard-to-find Tauntaun release. But Yeah, 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 uh, for sure. Ryan, what do you think of this figure? Anything redeeming um, about I, it? I, you know, this is what started the brown coat, blue coat thing, and uh, where we discovered that the original jacket was brown. I have a theory that the, the Tauntaun jacket is blue, that, that we've seen the prop. Because a lot of that was based on uh, pictures sent from England to uh, ILM in California. And so in the pictures, it looks blue because of all the, the blue stuff around them and the ice and everything with what they're filming. Um, but that's that's my theory. I don't know. Anyway, um, so it was weird that this – and it's not even a brown jacket. It's kind of a lavender jacket. It's like, well, it's supposed to be brown, but everybody thinks blue is uh, – we'll go somewhere in between. And it doesn't quite look right. Um, that hand that doesn't hold the gun, that was such such a disappointment. I remember, like, trying to jam that gun in so it would just stay there, and you'd come back, like, three hours later and it fallen out again. Um, I don't think he stood very well. Uh, I, I actually bought another one because they were super easy to get, and I customized it to make a blue jacket. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, well, I, I want a blue jacket one. That's the right way, right? Um, and... Uh, you know, it was it was weird it, it, without the hood up, which of course we were used to with the vintage figure. It was an odd choice all around, from the color of the jacket to the 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 hood being down, doesn't hold the gun, bad stance. Like this figure had a lot not going for it. Uh, it's not to say it's a terrible figure, but it could have been a heck of a lot better. It could have been. Um, Matt, what is your thought on this one? This figure's redeeming characteristic for me, um, 
if it were not for this figure, I wouldn't be on the show because I wouldn't collect in Star Wars today. Probably. This was the first Power of the Force figure I got. Uh, Power of the Force 2. My mom sent it to me in a care package in February of 96. And I thought, oh yeah, these are cool. I heard they were making these again. And I went and that's what got me going. Um, so if it weren't for this, this is the figure that got you back in? Yeah, not because it was like, ooh, Luke, ooh, Han Solo Hoth, this is mm-hmm. awesome. But the, the, yeah, just the fact that I got a Star Wars figure. Your mom sent you this? Your, this one. You said your mom yeah, sent My you. mom sent me. And your yeah. mom is the one who made you buy all those last wave figures. The last, yeah, yeah, the previous Star Wars figures I had bought were the ones that she made me buy mm-hmm. in 1985. And then 11 years later, she sent me this. You have an uh, awesome so, mom. And my, yeah, she probably regrets it today, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so because of this, I got back into the line. So I've always had a sentimental appeal for this. But, I mean, all the criticisms that are being leveled at it, I agree with objectively for it as a figure. They make better ones later. Uh, its other redeeming thing is that it has created the brown-blue coat. It's, you know half responsible for that because the earlier one we had was blue. I've seen the, the prop, the original thing. I've seen a million figures. It you can go either way. Um, so whatever it's, you know, it's not great. It certainly was the first or one of the first big peg warmers until I, you know, for, for a long time. Um, but you needed like, just like you needed another Luke, in the line to keep that going. You needed to have a new Han in the line to refresh it. Uh, and this is, if you're not going to put out the Bespin Luke, this is, I mean, the Bespin Han, this is the, uh, the best one to go with. So, um, not as good as this figure could have been by any stretch. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Important to me personally. So, there you go. All right. Uh, Chris, what do you think about, uh, Han Solo and Hoth gear from 19? 19- Early 1996. So I did a quick look up and scrubbed through my Harmy copy of uh, Empire. And the scene where Han is returning from his first patrol and he's getting off his Tauntaun, he pulls back his hood and immediately pulls off that little hat. So you see it on his head for about, oh, 15, 20 frames of video. Mm -hmm. And they decided (laughs) that's what they should go with. This is a very specific. Which is more than most Cantina aliens, we should point out. But yeah, it's more than yeah. Just check your aliens, check yeah. your Facebook messages. I sent you guys a picture of the the model that that Steve Sansweet shows that they based. They think you know you can kind of see yeah. what they're going. Okay, so thank you, Chris, because I I thought maybe it was there just for it a few. is very brief. Okay. Yeah, but you know they're you're, they're definitely making an effort to be more accurate, going with the brown jacket. <laughs> Um, yeah, that big rifle's just a mess, but, uh, I don't know, the, the buffness doesn't seem so bad. When you got big heavy winter coats on, it makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, sorta kinda looks like Han, like if you got, had like a bee allergy and got stung. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's not, doesn't seem like a bad figure. I wouldn't necessarily expected it to, by default, be a, a peg warmer. I don't know what really triggered that other than just overproduction. But, you know, for, 
compared to figures of its era, it's so far, I think, one of the upper half, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jake, what did you think of this one? Um, well, I, too, got stuck with the open hand variant. So that was irritating because one thing I love is when a figure can hold all its accessories that it comes packed with, right? And uh, that couldn't be done with this one because he came with the blaster and the rifle. Um, I later, of course, picked up the variant once it was released. Uh, I think my biggest complaint with, you know, um, this figure wasn't necessarily the hood because I like different. I like newness. Um, and so, therefore, we had a hooded one in the vintage line. So when they gave us a modern one, the hood was down. Yeah, I understand now that, you know, it was 15 seconds frame, but, you know, we, it was something different than what we had. So I, that was fine with me. I think my biggest complaint with this figure is, again, the bulkiness was of the era, but for this particular figure, the top half, the torso is really bulky because he's got that, you know, big winter coat on, but where the coat is supposed to go down below his waist onto his legs isn't equally bulky. And so it really seems like there's like, it, it's almost like his only top half is wearing a parka and the bottom half has like a rain slicker on or something. It just, it does not transition well at the waist. And it's actually, you know, it, it, it's a bit inconsistent uh, when it comes to, you know, a, a, a quality sculpt, I think, is the fact that, you know, his, the, the rest of his jacket is very, very skin tight on the bottom half, but he's very bulky on the top half. So that's a, that's a nitpick. And I remember this figure too had some balancing issues because he's got that wide one foot forward stance as well on mine that I had. Yeah. Okay. Um, last single car to figure this wave is the TIE fighter pilot. He, um, he came with a Imperial blaster pistol. Um, doesn't quite look like what was in the movie. I don't know. It's close, close to the stormtrooper blaster, but not quite. And then he came with a huge, huge Imperial assault rifle, which, in my opinion, was way too big for this figure. It looks very unnatural when he holds it. And what does a TIE fighter pilot even need that for? But, you know, I guess it does give some extra play value to, for kids. So I'm not too... It doesn't bug me too much. Um, this figure came... Um, I think there was a variant with this figure that... I want to say there was like a warning label variant. On the back of the car. Yeah, the front the, of the, car. the first oh, card had a yeah, warning. Some serial numbers. Well, there was a warning sticker, and then the cards were eventually just. Um, it wasn't a sticker; it was just printed on the card itself. So I think the sticker is the harder variant to find. I I believe, um, you know, if you're into variants, that was the variant with the orange card. Um. I love this figure. I thought it was great because we got that TIE fighter. Uh, and the, again, they were, mar originally they had marketed that TIE fighter, I think, to be flown by the stormtrooper, which doesn't look quite right. 
Um, same though with the vintage in the vintage line. You know, when this tie fight when the tie fighter first came out, there wasn't a tie fighter pilot till till 1980 or 81. So, right, or even maybe was it 82? I can't remember. Maybe even it was like the last. Yeah. So the so they really did. Yeah. So in the 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 vintage line, you didn't have a tie fighter pilot until the line was almost like five years old or four years old. So so you know this. This was good. The sculpt looks good. Um, he does. He's a little buff, but not. It doesn't look as overly. His arms look a little thinner, maybe than some of the other figures. Yeah. Uh, this I have no. Compl- this was finally. I have no up. complaints about this figure. This figure just is awesome. Uh, Tom, what do you think about this one? Well, the Tie Fighter pilot we had in the Vintage era looked like a duck. <laughs> I don't know where they got that. I don't know where they got that. Uh, they, they probably didn't get photo reference, or what they did get looked looked bad because what we got in the in the vintage line was was awful. But this sculpt was my favorite of the Power of the Force line easily because I was such a Tie Fighter pilot fan uh, watching the movies, and this sculpt pretty much really close for that time. Nailed it perfectly. I mean, this, the helmet was awesome. You had the the chest box looked great. This whole figure, I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. Black and uh, a few paint apps here and there, but this was this was an awesome one. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Ryan, what do you think of this one? You know, Tom. Tom said a lot of things. I was thinking like the vintage one just never looked right. It wasn't until. Much later as an adult, I could look back at that figure and actually see what the helmet's supposed to look like on that. But I always saw it somehow differently in my in my head, kind of like Tom said, kind of like a duck or like a dog or something. It, it just looked weird. And so when this came out, it was like, you know, it looked a little more accurate. We have those hoses coming off with the chest piece and everything. I thought it was a cool figure. It's not as um, buffed up as some of the others. Again, you know, he's showing a little muscle in that suit, but uh, it's not as bad as, like, some of the others, Orlando. Um, but he had an issue with standing up. This figure did not want to stand up, and he doesn't have, like, a weird stance like Han Hoth or something. It's just kind of a wide stance, but he's a little bit um, heavy on the front. And that big gun he came with, it was like his crutch. You could give him that gun, and that would help him stand up. Uh, kind of like the cape on the uh, the Obi Wan. You had to use it like that too. Yeah, and so um, you know it had that issue. Now, I mean, the figure still looks good. It is the primary Tie pilot I use in my Emperor's Arrival diorama. Even though I've probably got a ton of Tie pilots in the uh, that came later and everything, um, but it still looks good. You know, and, and I wouldn't want to put it like front and center on anything, but it's still it's a decent figure um, for its day and and still. I would say. Yep. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this one? Did your mom send you this one too? No, 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 we're done. My mom is now out of the story forever on buying Star Wars figures. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I agree with everything that everybody's saying. I, I really liked the vintage one when I was a kid. I just thought it looked cool. I, TIE Fighter Pilot's, like, not in the movies enough to, like, really know what he's supposed to look like. So just as a figure, I thought he was kind of neat. Um, maybe because he was, like, the second Stormtrooper we ever got. It, you know, it was a long time. Well, I guess we had the Snowtrooper in there, too. 
but this one was really good and it held up for a long time and in many ways is even better than some of the subsequent tie pilots that we get which um you know in my experience seems sort of the joints were frequently flimsy or loose or whatever this one was good and did what it needed to do my only criticism is that gun is just so stupid uh it's i mean it's half the volume of this figure um and it's uh, for a for a character that doesn't really need a gun at all um why do they give him like the biggest one yet it makes no sense um but yeah, it was, it, it's the standout of the ones we're talking about today. Well, this one in Boba Fett. Um, so, you know, they did a really good job and it held up for a long time without needing to be replaced. So, you know, well done, Hasbro. Chris, what do you think of this TIE Fighter pilot? Uh, hands down, the best Power of the Force 2 figure we've hit yet. And I think for quite a while, it will be difficult to find one that will top this one. I had this one in my, I bought several of these when I got back into collecting and had them in my collection until maybe five or six years ago. I think I may have finally purged them out with simply just better ones that have come along. But if you're doing like an Emperor's Arrival and you don't want to spend a fortune, man, line these guys up, put, 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 you know, Newer modern ones up front and throw these guys in the line behind them and you'll barely even notice that they're there. So it's, it's a good looking figure. It, it doesn't even have, it doesn't even seem to have a lot of the hallmarks of the early power of the force too. The, the buff look, I mean the, the weapons, but you know, I immediately toss those off to the side and because I mean, you don't even ever see type five fighter pilots with weapons other than their uh, type fighters. But uh, this is a fantastic knock it out of the park. I love the vintage one, but, you know, being able to actually turn their head is a really nice feature. So All right. congratulations on Hasbro Kenner on this one. They did a great job. And uh, Jake, what do you think of the TIE Fighter pilot from 96? Well, Chris just mentioned the vintage one. I was never a fan of the vintage TIE pilot or the vintage... Uh, Adat driver because of the fact that they didn't have that head articulation. For some reason, I forgave the snowtrooper, but for these figures, they, they weren't, uh, I wasn't happy about that. They weren't, they were lesser played with figures. So this was the first time that we got one that was, you know, posable and movable and, and, uh, it looked sharp and shiny. I don't, um, I really like that. And then it wasn't, until, you know, probably when this book came out, actually, this Steve Sandsweet's, uh, Sandsweet's guide, that I realized that this was a Return of the Jedi TIE Fighter pilot and not a New Hope one. And so that kind of made it even cooler. So, yeah, no, I, uh, I enjoyed this figure. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the Imperial Assault Rifle was a bit large, but then again, that was, that's been Kenner's MO for a while to give, you know, storm, uh, to give characters extra long weapons. So, um, it worked. Mm-hmm. It was a good figure. Yeah. Great figure. And you know, I couldn't, even now, I couldn't tell you the difference between a, uh, Return of the Jedi TIE pilot and a, a New Hope TIE pilot. I, I, I'm just not familiar enough with that difference. 
Um, yeah, isn't it the number of hoses? Those maybe. Are, do they have two? Something Jedi? about the hoses. Mm. Yeah, two on Jedi and one on Star Wars, I think. Okay. Could be wrong on that. No, it, there were no, there they all two hoses two. For, for A&H, too. There is? Yeah. Yeah. Something basically, was a Basically, the TIE fighter pilot is, is a... Is a Stormtrooper helmet with a with a uh, X-wing helmet on top. I never thought about it. You see yeah. it? Look at yeah, a picture yeah, yeah. of the pilot. So it's a it's an X-wing helmet with greeblies on it with a with a stormtrooper helmet. Um, the face. So the the sand sweep book says the the chest. Uh, the chest apparatus on the this Power of the Force two figure is modeled after those seen in the uh, um, second Death Star during the Emperor's arrival of Return of the Jedi. Huh. Not the, the ones worn in Star Wars. So the chest apparatus is different. I see. Per Steve Sansweet. Okay. Um, that's all we're going to look at for single carded figures. There was one new vehicle released during this period. Um, and that came out, uh, f- according to Steve Sansui in February of 96. Um, and that was the, um, the, uh, Imperial speeder bike with a biker scout. The, the Imperial, the speeder bike was, I think a pretty much a straight re-release of the vintage one, just with some, extra paint detail um i believe other than that it's the same speeder like i think it's the exact same mold but they did add some it like is. uh no, some I weathering is it different didn't they add didn't they add something to keep the flaps on in uh, the back i don't think so i could be wrong or was that later release later release they did for I sure think, these still have the same paint these one. still have the same paint in the butt uh flaps that near the seat it's the exact seat. same model they didn't even take yeah, off they, the uh t-bar which was used to hold the nope. vintage figure right <laughs> they could have removed that because it doesn't need that but they didn't i did a, i did a comparison of these not too long ago and the uh it's just the same as the vintage just repainted the the big thing with this one is that the uh the biker scout that came with it had uh knee joints and i'm this is the first time Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time a um, a Star Wars figure made by Kenner and and Hasbro slash Hasbro had uh, knee joints that bent. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. So that was about a twelve inch. Yeah. That was a huge deal. Now, unfortunately, the figure does not look quite right when he's just standing. <laughs> you know he's got this he's got this can i have another cookie yeah kind of looked um but it works great for the it's speeder bike because for the first time you could have the you know him pose correctly on the speeder bike which was pretty impressive back then it is pretty cool yeah yep. and his head was posable to go back and yeah. forth rather than a swivel back and forth you know yep. so you could have him looking down and looking up so uh-huh. right um that's where we're going to leave off. But Tom, did you get this? And what what did you think of it at the time? I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, he he definitely needed to be sitting on the speeder because he he looked like he looked like he was about ready to. He looked a little constipated 
constipated trooper. But yeah. uh, if he was sitting on that, if he was sitting on that speeder bike, he looked awesome. And I most definitely had, I think, at least one of these guys. I remember seeing yeah. this at the even, store and being like, whoa, I didn't know this was coming out. Even the weathering on the uh, speeder bike was well done, too. That yeah. was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was a this was a great figure. And who didn't like Biker Scouts back then or now? Right. Ryan, what's your thought on this? I always loved the speeder bike and the Biker Scout, even when I was a kid. I remember getting my, my vintage by a speeder bike and thinking it was just so cool. I loved how it blew apart and everything. And when they released it, it didn't even bother me. It still had the T-bar on it. Um, I, know, I haven't realized until much later when we got better versions that the the feet on this thing or what we used use as the feet to stand it up were really supposed to just be the pedals for the, the Biker Scout. Obviously never realized that because our vintage one could never reach those pedals. But it was really cool to have. Uh, a biker scout look correct on the bike and that's about all he does look good on yes um that or there's actually one other way you can use this figure um to where he looks okay and that's as a dead trooper on the ground face down uh he actually looks like he could be dead but um the jointed knees was a cool concept this is like you said a first we get with star wars uh and yet the I really wonder if they really needed to. Obviously, they were trying to make it so he could stand up, but because he had that really, really wide stance, he didn't look very good standing up. They might as well have just made his his legs one solid uh, joint there because all he was going to do was sit on that bike for the most part. But I still loved it. I, I love they look good on the bike. Um, like I said, the head posed a little bit different than we've had on figures. And I love the speeder bike. I bought a ton of these. I think I've probably got about 10 or 15 different speeder bikes that came with him and Luke and... Uh, Leia and subsequent releases with uh, like ATSDs and such, but um, I, I thought the speeder bike was cool. I was glad to get it. Um, obviously, we've gotten better versions since then, but this was a cool thing to have. Mm-hmm. Matt, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, I second what Tom, especially and Ryan said about how you know I loved the old one. Uh, I loved Biker Scouts uh, back in the day. It was a Good model then. It was a good, a good one here to reuse. Um, the figure was problematic. I mean, the figure looked great on the bike. Problematic off the bike. I don't know if anybody here ever knew back then or remembers there was like this humor website, Power the Force 2, spelled like T-O-O. Yeah, I remember that. that like, yeah. Would put this, yeah. 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 And they put these figures. In, you know, humorous poses with captions and all that. And I mean, they had one that was a bunch of Imperials and Darth Vader standing around and they had two of these guys standing there and like in a dance. You, they, if you put the arms in the right way, it would look like they were in like a dance off <laughs> and, you know, a dance competition. And that's how I always posed mine after that. I took them off the bike and on my shelf, I had speeder bike guys in dance off competitions. Uh, yes. so that's, that's how you make up for a, a sculpt that doesn't quite do what they wanted it to do. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Everybody had this that was buying stuff that was a obvious one to get out there quick. And I'm glad they did. Yeah. And try to dig up power of the force too on like some internet way back machine if you can. There was some funny they stuff. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think of this, uh, this release? 
So I actually have a funny story about this. So I remember this was probably one of my first eBay purchases right when I started collecting again. And I saw this biker scout. I didn't look too closely. So this is like 2005. And I saw that there was one up for auction and it was going to close at like seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to bid on this. And so I get up in the six o'clock hour on a weekend. I don't have to get out of bed at all. (laughs) And I I throw in a bid right at the last second and I get it for like a buck 50. I'm like, huh, no one else went for it. That's weird. Well, I'm happy. And I get it. And I didn't realize that the sculpt it was what it was because I was so new to collecting. I, I didn't know about this figure. And I was just like, what is this pose? This is crazy. I can't display this figure because I, I bought it without the bike. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he just, he looks absolutely ridiculous without it. And, um, so yeah, that's, it's kind of like a, a great piece of advice for young collectors. You know, research and learn what's come before so you know what you're actually going for and getting. Now, I was only at a buck and a half, so it's not like I broke the bank or anything. You know, the guy who sold it probably made no money at all. He had to ship it and pay an eBay fee, and after that, I don't know how much a buck fifty goes, so. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that you ended up getting that ripcord version that came out right about the same time as this. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. It was this figure, and but oh, so yeah, I love Biker Scouts. Obviously, it was one of the first ones that I kind of went after. I, I think I was meaning to get the Power of the Jedi one, so I think that was the only other modern Biker Scout at the time. But I just I didn't look at the listing close enough. The lesson learned. Uh, luckily, it was a cheap lesson to learn, not an expensive one. And uh, no, yeah, the vintage. Speeder bike looks fantastic. Great paint apps on it. Um, the figure when actually on a speeder bike looks a lot better. It's uh, obviously been eclipsed at this point, but uh, for that era, for being on a bike, it's a pretty solid figure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think so. This speeder bike, this mold from the from the '83 line. They used this, I think, I want to say up until 2010, the same mold. Am I right about that? Like, didn't the, uh, didn't yeah. the big AT-AT come mm-hmm. with this? Correct. The same mold? Yeah. Yes. Well, they did yes. these in white. They did these in black. They did and there these was, in... Oh, there yeah. was like a Hoth battle. The big AT-AT slightly modified, but yes, it is for the it most... It doesn't have the T-bar. Oh, they, T-bar they finally gone. realized they didn't need that. Okay. And the... The, the, the front, front veins are different. They're very rubbery, but they are different on the, the big Adat ones, but it's basically the same mold. Okay. And then as we talked about in our last show, we're getting a new new mold of this sometime next year. Right? Why? When we got the best mold back in, what, 2012? Right. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, that Legacy Weird. one was phenomenal. Yeah. I can't believe they never re-released that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No kidding. G- that begs for tooling well. dollars. I mean, like, that, that's a great speeder bike. Why has it not been released again? Yeah, it I agree. Take yep. warm. It. They must have lost. They must have lost it. They must have lost it. Adds fuel to the. Lost their factory with a bunch yeah. of expensive molds there. Yep. Uh, Jake, what's your thought on this one? Uh, pretty much what everyone else has said. This is um, I jumped at the 
chance to have another speeder bike. I had two speeder bikes growing up. And so I always enjoyed, you know, having that concept of the speeder bikes, the biker scouts on the speeder bike. Um, the, again, agree with everyone that the figure does not work when it's off the speeder bike. Um, the, the deco is what made this cool and a few extra paint apps there, you know, um, these stickers are not stick. I can't remember if these are printed or these were stickers. It's been so long since I looked at mine. Um, but yeah, still some pops of color on. They were there. stickers. They had a little they sticker sheet. They had put them okay. on. Yeah. And then uh, one thing that uh, they did with this is remember they uh, released a version later on, same red orange packaging, but they threw in the uh, the tops wide vision card. I never did get that one, but I don't yeah, remember they that. had a version. Yeah, they had a version yeah, of this. Do I. Comes with a uh, vision, a top, and included a card. Hmm. You know, they did that from time to time with some of those early. Yeah, no, I know they did with the snow speeder too. You're right. I didn't know that either. And then if, I didn't know that. And then of, of maybe the, the ATST even. Seriously? Did they do the ATS? Does it say it on the box? Mm. How do you know that there's how do you know if you have Yeah, one? there's a big there's a big sticker. Right. It says, yeah, it says uh, included yeah. inside Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition Tops Wide Tops Vision wide. Cards. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have yeah. no memory of that. Wow. Interesting. Um And then we also got sticker uh not stickers. We got cards with the uh the very first uh remember the retro four pack that we talked about last show. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Those were prominent though. Those were, th- these ones were, I think typically these were just random cards, right? They weren't even like, you bought the speeder bike. I don't think you got a speeder bike card. Okay. All right. That's where we're going to leave off. Things start to pick up rapidly with this line soon after this stuff though. Rapidly. Play sets, deluxe figures, more vehicles, new vehicles we've never seen before. In the line, um, all kinds of stuff. That's for another show. Um, next show, we will be discussing Hascon 2022, which is when, Jake? Uh, end of the month, 29th and, or the 30th and the 1st. Okay. Yeah. So I think that is going to wrap this one up. Tom, thanks for coming back and sharing your thoughts on Power of the Force 2. When we discuss vintage, I will be there. This isn't when we vintage. Discuss, when we discuss <laughs> sort of vintage, I will be there. Yeah. This is kind of vintage, though, sort of. Silver Age. Is this the Silver, Silver Age? Almost 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Golden Age. How many years ago? Yeah, classic. Star Wars classic. Star Wars classic. How many years, how many years ago has it been already? This is like, this is what? Basically 25. 25 years yeah. ago? Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, that would we be know. like when these when this when these toys came out if we were discussing toys from 1970. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. How time flies. Anyway, that was a not a bad bit of figures. Right. I'm going to say Tie Fighter was on the top of the heap though. For sure. For sure. I don't know. Snow, Snow Speeder Luke did it for me. Yeah, it's, a, it's uh, it, the, the, the 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 way the head looks just jammed into that helmet. 
takes yeah, away from yeah. a, it really is a he's got a, takes away he's got a pinhead it's like the pel- the helmet is painted beautifully it's just the details are yeah. amazing especially for 1996 or 5 actually at the end of 95 when, but uh both both the pilots have underscaled heads i mean if you really look at a tie fighter pilot helmet yeah. that thing that bucket, i guess because you just don't see the actual thing. face on the tie fighter pilot it's not as noticeable though yeah right you don't use the face for you don't see the face for scale i yeah. guess and then and then and then they had to redo this with wedge and then even the bigs looks horrible we'll get to that one eventually but <laughs> they had to do it twice with wedge yep. yeah yeah you know why you know why right Paint Deco. Well, put the wrong helmet on the first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Paint yeah, yeah. Deco was wrong on the first one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Appreciate everybody. Uh, Ryan? It's always good to go back and talk about old toys. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've been quite um, prolific with your YouTube channel lately. You've got a lot of stuff I'd see. God. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's been coming in, and then I had ideas for old stuff to do, too. And I think I've got three or four videos basically ready to go for next week. And um, I did something crazy and started a TikTok channel, too, where I just showed oh, diorama. Oh, yeah, I got to check that out. <laughs> I'm not I'm not dancing. It's just diorama oh. stuff. Oh, well, you then. Do like a, I'm not going did, did to. Did you do a, a minute video of the, the dioramas? And I've had a few videos with over a 1,000 watches. And oh, like wow. That. So it's kinda that's cool. impressive. Yeah. Are you anywhere close to being monetized on YouTube? I don't know. I gotta go back and look at some of the stuff. I have almost twelve hundred subscribers now. Wow, that's pretty good. That's, that's not easy. Wow. But you wow. have to you have to have so many views, and I've been getting about four point three thousand in the last month uh, as it goes. So it's like I'm watching the stats. It's viewing I'm... hours. Yeah. What's that? It's, it's viewing hours now. Not, yeah, yeah. I, it's I not to, views. It's how much time, right? Exactly. Content hey, is people have been taking in. Tom is yeah. Tom. Is there an I grew up Star Wars TikTok? Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm quite an affluent TikTok influencer. You may not know this by now. <laughs> All right, well, but it's come true. On, you Look have, for you that. Have a Death Commander TikToks there. Come on. Yep. With yeah, everybody. Yeah. Coming soon. I grew up Star Wars TikTok. Wow. <laughs> not on your life. <laughs> You're missing out on a younger generation there, Tom. Yeah, well, they didn't grow up Star Wars. No. They grew up a different Star Wars. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the Bionic Man. <laughs> Wednesdays on CBS. No. No, no, no. Don't say that. Bionic Man is ABC. <laughs> ABC. Go, oh, ABC. Go, go, Jason. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matt. When is uh yes. when is um this week in Star Wars hitting TikTok? Never. I'm <laughs> on that. I got TikTok problems. We're we're not gonna get into that. Uh plus I don't even know what it is. <laughs> is isn't it like limited to like ten seconds? Yeah. Well That's more than that. You can what do, more do you I've need? done like a couple minute videos and stuff. I think you can do up to ten minutes. Oh, but, they've uh, expanded. Yeah, they have. That kinda takes but, away uh, the fun though. It is. It's a weird platform. Mm. I I decided to just give it a try. Mm. I can't say I'm like into it, but I thought I'd try something. You know, I'm not even on Pinterest or whatever it is. Mm. Whatever it is that Jake keeps sending links on Instagram. Uh, oh, 
Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Not those links anyway. Yeah. You need to get on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is great. I have Instagram. I don't get that either, but I have it. I use it. There's so there, many great um, action figure photographers on Instagram. I highly there recommend. There's a lot of that. Yes. And you know. That's true. And it's. I get more news from Instagram than I do from Facebook these days. Yeah, Instagram's great. It really does. If you follow the right accounts, I get. I get news more rapidly, more regularly. And there's not all the ads. Facebook is so ad heavy now. It does have a lot of ads. Hard to navigate. It's, it's, it's kind of comes and goes. Time, the ads will follow the audience. Mm-hmm. And it's isn't it Instagram owned by Facebook? Yeah. 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 It's coming. Don't worry. It'll be there. <laughs> Just wait. Oh, Jace, we need to. Uh, speaking of ads, I have been told by my by the local D.C. club that I never mentioned the club on the show. So if you're in the D.C. area, meaning Fall of Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, Delaware, go to the Star Wars, the D.C. Star Wars Collecting Club on Facebook, where that's where we are, Facebook, not Instagram or TikTok or anything, and come to our meetings. So we need to have we need to have like a shout out uh, segment on the show. Because when I started the show all, 10 years ago with, with nearly all of you here, um, uh, I had based it on kind of uh, what's on Joe Mind, the G.I. Joe podcast. Like I, I really looked to them for the format and they always do like a shout out at the end. And for some whatever reason, I didn't I was you know kind of copying their format. I didn't put that into the formula. So maybe maybe well, we'll add uh, that. There's my shout out. Maybe we'll add that for the next show. We'll start doing that. Um. And speaking of, I, you know, there's not really a Michigan collectors club organized that I found, and I'm interested in starting one in Michigan, specifically West Michigan, and even more specific Grand Rapids. So, I've reached out to a couple of people, and I'm going to try to start to get that going. If you are a Michigan collector, get in touch with us on the show, either on the Facebook or twitter or instagram or email us because i'd really like to get something going here yeah i know um several michigan collectors i can send you some names to try and get a yeah you should person. you should because um you know now that i don't live in seattle it, i really feel it like so spoiled collectors in seattle so spoiled and i miss it whatever whatever you do jason don't change the venue from uh you know oh it's gonna red be robin. red robin of course Right. If you we're going to start to me- Red Robin to, yeah. uh, to yeah. Applebee's. <laughs> no, that'll be that'll be that'll be. I, I actually be I went to I went and saw a movie. I went and saw Top Gun uh, yesterday, and 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 there was a, a Red Robin there, and it made me so like um, nostalgic for stars meetings. Like, oh my gosh, there's this Red Robin. We need to have stars here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Anyways, it's something I'm working on. So um, if you're listening to the show, hit hit me up or. Um, like I said, you can call it Mars, Michigan area. Rebels oh, Commerce. I know. We've been trying to think of a name. <laughs> Kelly's come up with some pretty crazy ones, which we, which we, I won't be going with, but, um, <laughs> her name was like grills or something. She thought maybe, I don't know. Anyways. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you, any, yeah, and if you have any ideas for the name, that'd be float them my way too. Cause. 
I'm going to try to work on <laughs> working in Borgolet. <laughs> um, and what else did I want to say? Um, yeah. And we got a, a lot of nice emails after the last show. I think we had been, it had been a while since a new show had been out and I got a lot of nice emails. Um, I'm not going to read them all online, but uh, shout out to everyone who sent me those. And I think I replied to most of them. Appreciate it. Uh, I wish more shows came out. You know, I just get so busy, but I appreciate it. And, and, and just because we don't put out a show out for a month or so, don't think the show has ended because the show's not ended. So don't. <laughs> Don't even think that. The show's not going anywhere. The show's unending. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways. Oh, uh, Jason, I'd like to add that I was invited to uh, appear on the um, Generation Skywalker. Uh-huh. Uh, something about the geezer or old um, old fossil <laughs> podcast. Okay. But they talk about vintage figures. They're kind of working their way through the vintage figures. Oh, cool. So I got invited for their episode on the Royal Guard. Um, they're also talking uh, with a friend of ours, Daryl Whitlow, as the Emperor's. Yes. Uh, he's talking the Emperor, and then they're also talking the uh, Imperial Dignitary. Cool. You know, I have been uh, communicating with Daryl because he um, is in, what, uh, Indiana, right? Yeah. And we're yeah. going to try to do something next summer. I don't know what, but. Oh, yeah, awesome. cool. And hey, well, anyways, when that show comes out, post, about... throw it up, throw it up on our Facebook page so everyone can see it. Yeah, that should be coming out by the end of the month. And we talk about a lot of my collection. I guess they have a uh, a YouTube version of it, and you can actually see some photographs of some of my collection. We actually talked about some of the items that uh, Vic and Lisa have, which are just truly spectacular mm-hmm. as a royal guard. Mm-hmm. Those guys are BC collectors, right? Uh, they are British. Oh, they're British. What's the BC show that, uh, I'll just come back to that. I have to think BC, about it. Are you talking like British Columbia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, oh. shoot, who are the BC guys? I thought it was Generation Skywalker. Huh. All right, cool. Don't let them hear you say that. <laughs> Chris, thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you again. And Finally, last but not least, from forlomtozuckus.com, Jake Stevens. Thanks for being on, Jake. As always, here to talk Star Wars figures. I want to do it more. I'm still still uh, fiending to talk more Star Wars than we do, so I'm always All right. thinking of new stuff. Okay, well, let's try. I'll, I will try to get, you know, this show's coming out, and the next one should be much sooner than normal because I do want to get on that Hascon thing and not be like a month after. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, for galaxy of toys, this is Jason saying good night, but not good. Bye. Just one more round friend. Then a homeward bound friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend, but you know time, friend, time can fly.
So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.